Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Come Play, Come Play Podcast. Excuse me. This is episode 44, <laughs> Hot Start from your boy. Way to go, My name buddy. is Tyler, and today uh, it's Hold myself. On, I'm just imagining you, like, your eyes popping out of your head, like... <laughs> <laughs> Hello, welcome to the Come Play Podcast. <laughs> Hello, welcome. I, I really built it up. At that time, yeah. I didn't build it up enough. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh, today, just three of us. Hot. Myself, Bobby, and uh, Zach. Brendy is not here today, so no in case you missed it. But we're still going to have a good show. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, some of the coaching, unfortunate coaching events that have happened in the NHL. And we're also going to talk about Adder- Adderall and esports, which is kind of a random topic, but um, in the gaming community, a pretty uh, pretty big one. But as always, we will start off with Zach's thought of the week. What do you got for us this week? All right, so you got to choose a WWE wrestler, oh, just baby. one. Okay. Easy. To fight with you in the apocalypse. <laughs> okay. Okay. So right, th- there's two, there's two that come to mind. Well, I feel like Big Show is a pretty good option. <laughs> well, the dude's a tank. A tank. He dies immediately. He's a <sighs> tank, dude. He can eat everything. Come on now. Um. Don't 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 disrespect my man, Kali, Big Show. Though. Kali, Ooh, that's a, man, yeah, that yeah, dude that's is so unstable. If he's on the ground, he's not getting up. <laughs> Yeah, remember I I remember like an episode uh, or a show rather from them where like he had like a basketball and like squeezed it. Yeah, he fucking yes. crushed it. And it, it was, was I think that was it was toward Batista, wasn't it? Like I think I'm it was either toward Batista like... or Rey Mysterio. Oh was, like, yeah, Rey Mysterio. I think yes. it was Rey Mysterio. Yeah, yeah, yeah Rey look Mysterio. What, hey, look what can happen to your head. And I remember yeah. he actually uh he actually did uh get him in the vice grip at one point. It actually was kind of scary. Uh, with mm-hmm. Rey Mysterio, he sold it really well because he had the mask and everything. It was just, it was weird. So I think um, Bobby knows this, but growing up, my favorite wrestler was Jeff Hardy. I don't know how good he would be though. I mean, yeah, he's, he's like hella athletic. Spider Man, like, it, well, he, yeah, I mean, his... he'll be driving drunk a lot of the time. He has speed, like, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I I don't know. I just feel like one of the bigger guys is the way to go. Big I... show. I feel like Big Show is like really funny too. Like he'd be good company to have around, you know. He seems like a really good dude, True, like from yeah. behind the scenes stuff. Like, he did a he did a um interview with uh, Corey Graves, who's one of the color commentators now, and they were yeah. talking about his tattoos, and he just seems like the nicest dude. I just feel like I mean this is like a minor part of the zombie apocalypse, obviously, but like you might get a little lonely. You need a guy that does it all, you know. You gotta. Got to take out the zombies. Got to be funny, you know. Mm. Uh, someone who immediately came to mind for me was Mick Foley. <laughs> <laughs> that dude would, that dude would be awesome to have around in the apocalypse. He's such a badass too. He He's did all those funny like, too. dude, he did all those like straight up like no rules, extreme rules matches, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, thrown off the top of hell in a cell. I mean, Jesus Christ. That oh, dude has yeah, no that did happen. Oh, yeah. you know that that's actually a good choice because you know he might. <clears throat> He's got like nine lives, like a cat. Like, dude, that, he should have died got, from that. He got slammed into, into a thumbtacks by Edge, or was that Edge? Yep. It, one of them did it. I, I think it yeah. was Edge. Um, that dude has he got his ear ripped off from being caught in the ropes. He's been thrown off of Hell in a Cell numerous times. Uh, he's been thrown into thumbtacks, tables, chairs. I mean, the dude just just has no fear, and he gets right back up. He's 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 absurd. He's absolutely absurd. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with Nick Foley here. I how about uh, how about Hornswoggle? <laughs> <laughs> that dude think, is another dude who he's. Uh, I saw like a shoot, Finley, right? Yeah, the, I saw was, a yeah. shoot interview with Hornswoggle. He's actually a cool dude too. 
Dude, we oh, yeah. actually had a. We actually Finley actually came to our restaurant the other day. I think oh, yeah, you, you were that? saying that. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Dope. Yeah. I remember when Finley was. He was. Uh, when I started watching SmackDown when I was younger, he was uh, teaming with uh, King Buka. Uh, Booker T and he was feuding with Batista who would be my favorite wrestler Um, I think I'm going to go with The The, Undertaker yeah I was going to say that was actually my other like Mick Foley and Undertaker yeah that dude would let would like control the zombies or something Uh, I also the other uh, name that just popped in my mind was Kane but isn't Kane like the governor or something now he's the governor no he's the mayor of uh, Knoxville I think oh yeah yeah, mayor of Knoxville yeah yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't yeah. think he is anymore, but he was at some point. By the That's... way, total respect for him as a politician as well, because he's a Republican. But yeah. he the he was getting interviewed by Fox News once he won, and they kept trying to bait him into talking about like the national side of things, like the White House and everything, and he just yeah. wasn't having it. He was like, I'm just worried about Knoxville. That's literally why I'm here. Like I'm literally just worried about, you know, I'm, I'm trying to make Knoxville a better place. <laughs> like, shout out to you. Big up. His, his name is Glenn. His real name is Glenn Jacobs. So shout out to Mayor Glenn Jacobs yeah, of Knoxville County, like Kentucky. Threatening name. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. It I, is. I was gonna say I couldn't remember his first name. I knew his last name was Jacobs, though. But yeah, he, so. um, uh, I forget too. Like, wouldn't they have him like kind of um teleport or something too? Like where they it would be all dark and then he'd be like behind somebody like. Uh, they've done the lights out thing with so many wrestlers over the years: Undertaker, Kane, uh, Sabu. Um, yeah, in, in ECW. Dude, um, do you guys remember Umaga? Oh, dude, yeah, he's, he's dead. He yeah, passed he away passed a few years ago. Um, I, yeah, I he was. A I monster. remember his. Was a uh, so I remember when him and Jeff Hardy had a feud. That was yes. That was oh, yep. Story I remember that. Too. I was just about to bring that up, and I can't remember if it was the. Um, I think it. I think it was a steel cage match because I remember like it's. It was the one where you know you have to climb the other side and then it's over, and Jeff Hardy like could have done that he was on top of the cage and swanton bomb off the top of the cage like that was one of the best things i've ever seen because i had um I, I was such a big jeff hardy fan that the hardy brothers had like a dvd or something that yeah. came out i can't remember and i got it and yeah and like that's on there as one of like the best matches jeff hardy jeff hardy ever had yeah. and then a lot of matt hardy stuff was um Stuff with Edge over who was it? Lita, I think it was. Well, so or... Matt Hart, the Matt Hardy and um Edge and Lita thing was a real thing. In case you didn't, know. yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, how could we ever forget the live sex celebration between Lita? And Edge? It was one of the worst <laughs> oh yeah, things in wrestling shit, yeah. I have ever seen. As someone who is still a casual WWE fan, um, but has been watching more of the independent circuit. The best thing in wrestling ever is Vince McMahon's head going into Big Show's ass. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Summer like 2006. Um, Mr. McMahon is just one hell of a human being. I mean, Ma- Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, what a guy. Can't wait uh, for the XFL. What, what, a, what a billionaire. Me guy. and Bobby were very into WWE. We went to a show um, in Philly one year. I don't know... It was SmackDown. Um, it was SmackDown, but I don't remember um, like what year it was. But it was. Years I remember ago. like the Boogeyman was still wrestling. We seen him, but the weird thing about it is I don't know if you remember. Um, it's so much obviously so much different than you see it on TV because at one point, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was Edge and Batista like they had like run onto the stage or something to film for something like. They basically had them run to the stage real quick to film for something else or for a package, probably. Yeah, for a package. Yeah, and was that the it was same, very different. 
Well, was that the same show that, uh, um, so I was at the SmackDown where it was when Edge was in that relationship with Vicky Guerrero, which, why? And, <laughs> um, it was, uh, he was feuding with, I, I don't know who he's feuding with, but he, uh, he cheated on her with the wedding planner. I remember is how this went. And, uh, yeah, they had, he was like pleading her in the middle of the ring and she announced that she reinstated the undertaker. Cause I think he was fired or whatever, or, oh right. yeah, no, no, no. I know what it was. It was after edge cashed in money in the bank on him. That's right. Um, yeah, okay. he went away for a while and then came back and then Batista and edge had a Philly street fight, which was the, <laughs> uh, dark match. Um, so this was after SmackDown went off the air and they had the dark match just for the, just for the show locally. Um, and Batista beat his ass. So. Was yeah, fun. it was just so weird because, like, you know, they didn't have their intros or all that, nope. and it's um, like it's like so not good anymore. Like, oh, I know, Cold Steve Austin days. Well, not to mention like all the wrestlers. Austin three sixteen says, "I'm gonna whip your <laughs> ass." <laughs> all the all the wrestlers we grew up with are like really not there anymore. It, it's funny. So uh, yeah, it's I, like a whole new uh new generation of wrestlers. I'll say this: it it, it is a whole new generation. The skill is a lot better. Um, guys like uh Alistair Black, um, he's he's basically this MMA fighter dude where he just throws the most ridiculous kicks, and then Rick Ricochet and AJ Styles are both like high flyers, but they're like technical high flyers. They're like heat seeking missiles. These two guys, <laughs> these two guys can jump off of anything and hit their their target square in the chest every time. It's absurd. So this the 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 talent i think has gotten so much better it's the storylines the booking everything else is just ass like True. no one's o- no one's over anymore based on the uh, yeah, tabs was, i've kept up i was going to i was going to say like i'm sure like if talent got better i'm sure that hurt like the whole um like maybe acting and stuff like that isn't as good it, I don't it's like know. they can be entertaining the guys can like have the ability i mean the wrestlers that that's what you get when you go to wrestling school it's not just oh how to jump off a top rope oh how to how to do an elbow drop it's also, how to cut a promo, how to, how to you know, say the right things. The problem is everything's fucking scripted by everybody, so they don't get a chance to actually perform, perform. They just have to follow the lines. Sometimes they're the cheesiest yeah. thing. And not to mention, on top of that, not it's improv. PG. Dude, it's you literally know. porn acting. Yep. <laughs> it's it's, 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 it's literally great. par with porn acting. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it's a shame. I mean, even the, so the era that we would have watched was called the Ruthless Aggression era, is what we watched. Um, mm-hmm. but that and the attitude era were the top tier wrestling. I mean, Stone Cold, anytime he comes out, like whenever he just kind of comes back for a show, it he the, the arena blows up every time. Like yeah. no he pulled a truck into the arena and sprayed beer everywhere. <laughs> I, I, it was I'm, real beer, but yeah. I like the concept. Mm-hmm. I'd be curious <laughs> to know if like <clears throat> the majority of wrestling fans now are like fans that watched our era or like like younger people that are you know mix, what I'm saying? Like mix of both, from my understanding. Okay. You have guys who complain about it because, like, oh, I remember the Attitude Era. Oh, I remember the Ruthless Ruthless Aggression Era. And then you have other people who are like, I've been watching since maybe the Ruthless Aggression Era. Maybe I've been watching since a new era, and everything just got so stale. But the thing is, nowadays, it's like WWE is not the only product anymore. You know, right. um, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling has gone here. Japanese wrestling is a whole nother thing, man. If you guys ever get a chance to just watch it for a second, it it it's a whole nother level of wrestling. And then um, AW, which is brand spanking new, um, and they're supposed to be the like the the um, the biggest rival to them right now. They have a lot of the top indie stars wrestling for them nowadays. And whatever it's happened really to uh, you remember that wrestling network ECW? They so oh, let me tell you about that one. Whatever happened <laughs> to that? WWE bought them and then ruined it and then closed it. 
<laughs> ECW, go look ECW up old... ECW is fucking dope, dude. Go look up old ECW clips. It is the most ridiculous and just awesome thing because it was just... Everybody just grabbed something. It didn't matter what it was. Anything from a fucking piece of carpet to Did you remember, a goddamn uh, truck. You remember Bobby Lashley? Oh, he's he's back in dude, WWE. Dude, right he now. was he was a fucking giant. He, he still look, is, dude. He looked like a he looked like a he looks like a created character. That's he how does. He is. <laughs> like, so he was in MMA for a while, and he was actually pretty damn good. Um, he's back in WWE now doing an angle, but uh. Um, dude, yeah, he's still just a genetic freak. This guy. I mean, he's just to look insane. Him up real quick. Yeah, go. He's he he has not changed. He has not I remember, changed like, at all. Bobby Lashley, 2019. Wait, and me and Bobby would always get the uh, like the WWE video games, and we'd have yeah. a blast on that. Um, I have I have 2K16 that I play every once in a while. I just I feel like the I matches th- take forever. I the only reason I have it is because I got it for free. Like Xbox. I was gonna say here. I. Th- <laughs> I think I have one of the WWEs too because I got it for free, but I don't remember. SmackDown vs. Raw, so 07 and 08 unmatched. Oh, unmatched. Uh, just incredible. Unmatched. <laughs> unmatched. Bobby the remember, Beast like, Morrison is ready to kick your fucking ass. Remember the um, like the backstage brawls you could do like at yeah. different locations. Yeah. Yes, that was fucking dope. I actually, I, I was playing. I I forget where I was doing this. I was playing. Uh, wait, was it in 2K16? It might have been 2K16. I was playing a WWE game like semi recently, and there was a cutscene where you accidentally walked into the women's wa- locker room, and I'm just <laughs> sitting there like, man, this is just not kosher anymore. Like, this is just this just isn't it anymore. Like it's actually kind of funny. So I don't um, know. I don't know. No, I, I mean, I was gonna say getting back on track, but like the WWE days for like, like that was a great time. Oh, <laughs> it yes. really was. Like oh, I know yes. it sounds dumb, but like every Friday. I infected uh, every o'clock. single fucking person. The like I again, got you into it. I got our buddy Nick into it. Again, why I remember this, don't know why. The first yeah. match I ever watched was at your house. It was either Halloween Eve or Halloween night, and it was Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero. Oh, and man. that was the first match I've ever I ever watched. And then from wait, that was point it Eddie? On, was it Eddie or was it Chavo? Maybe it was Chavo. Because uh, Eddie, I think Eddie was dead by that point. Yeah, actually, that uh, it might. Yes, it was Chavo. Yeah, they had a yeah, few, yeah. him and Chavo feuded for a while during that time. So That's I think it was right. Chavo yeah. Guerrero. I yeah, Eddie Guerrero I, I, was something else, man. I, I actually kind of. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of forgot about Chavo until you just said that. Because I, I just assumed I knew it was Guerrero. I just didn't know which one. Yeah. But uh. But yeah. So. Good times. But as ter- in terms of our uh, actual thought of the week, I think um. For me, it's like any of the big guys, like yep. Big Show or Kali's. No, I think Kali. Pick one. I I got, I, I got Undertaker. I got Undertaker. I, I'll take Big Show, but I think Kali is a good choice, though. That man. I think can't uh, move. I think I'm still going with Big Foley because he's just such a freak, dude. He can take a beating. Like... Yeah, he'll fall off a building and go right back up there just to fall <laughs> off it again. So he'll be fine whenever you need to storm a fucking castle or something. I think like that, so. That know? man knows how to take a hit. So yeah, yeah I think he'll go with Big Foley here. He's a fucking He's a machine. Yeah. That's a good question, though. I, that's a, where'd you pull that one from? Just thought of it. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm uh, going to be honest with you. Like, right before the podcast, like, five minutes, like, oh, fuck, I don't have a thought of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I right. mean, it was a good It was a good question. Yeah. It was a good question. Um, no, I enjoyed that. I usually think of them on the fly just because it's so, like, just, it's it's just genuine. Random. They're organic yeah. thoughts. They're organic. Something, something random to, you know, break the ice. Yep. No, no but literally my child. Goosey. 
Yep. My childhood was like Friday nights at eight, and then I could never watch Raw because Man, I think same, Raw came out same. at like nine or ten. It's like right? Monday at nine, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Now a three-hour my... show. It goes eight to eleven. Nowadays. Okay, and I, was, I mean, at that point, I mean, I'm in elementary school. I gotta be in bed by like ten. Yep. So, yep. yep, I would never um, watch Raw unless we had like winter break or something, and then I watch all. But then I would, I would know nobody, like, because I just yeah. never watch all. Like John Cena, I think that was it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good times, um, man. Oh, I went to SmackDown the uh the week after Vince McMahon's limo blew up. Um, do you remember that? Do you remember that at all? I, I feel it was, I feel like that's the show I went to with you. Was it? Because they kept showing it over and over and over again throughout the night. Yeah. I, I yeah, that was the show I went to with you. Yeah, so Vince McMahon died for a second. And then um unfortunately the ending to that story is Chris Benoit died. Uh, yeah. Vince McMahon broke kayfabe to address that before they found out what he did. Yes. So sad story not, to that, but not yeah. getting to that now. I yeah. thought but, it was fake. I remember seeing that Crispin Wall died on like an episode yeah. of I think it was Raw or something. Or they did like I don't a, remember what he was on, but they did I remember like them a, paying uh, him tribute, and I thought it was just a storyline. And then I saw the story, I was like, oh fuck! I remember I came <laughs> home real. and my parents were like, hey, do you know this wrestler? He died. I'm like, oh. I have no idea. I think my mom basically did the same thing. I was like, oh, that sucks. I was like, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, no, I, he was good. He's he's a, it's a shame too, because he's a legend. He's had some insane matches in his career. He just, he's a little messed up in the head. So, yep. He must have like, he must have had CTE or something. Oh, it's, it's, I mean, he like, he lost it. I've heard yeah, a lot of he, people say they met him and he was like super nice. So, that's yeah, not for nothing. We always talk about like, you know, your regular sports, like football, mm-hmm. hockey, and stuff like that for like injuries and stuff like that. Like, I'm sure, like the head, the hand, excuse me, head injuries and oh, all the stuff with fighting has to be like number one. Yeah, they only let yeah. those guys fight like two or three times a year. Yeah, yeah. Even like, yeah, you no. can't fight every weekend because you're fighting against someone who's like trying, well trained fighter. Like if you get hit, it's gonna hurt. Yep. I, yeah, I, just, I was gonna say as as much as people say, oh, it's scripted and it's fake. It's like, well, the actual wrestling is not <laughs> is nowhere yeah. close. Uh, John Cena I mean, did like, like yeah, a thing with Jeff wire. Hardy fucking jumping off of a ladder. Yep. I mean, you can't really fake that. Nope. I think that's a real fall. Jump, Johnson- by the way, at, at one point, jumping off a ladder onto a ladder that was on top of somebody. Yep. Like, yep. <laughs> the guy was I, insane. I just remember John Cena did a thing with like Q or, or, uh, or Wired or whatever, and he was, an- he was going undercover on Twitter and stuff like that. And someone asked, like, uh, how do they fake being a steel chair? All of a sudden, the music stopped. He goes, You don't. It's a steel <laughs> chair. It hurts very badly. Please leave it to us. Like, right. don't, don't, don't. There's a reason they had those ads back in the day saying, don't try it at home. That shit. Although we, you. I mean, we, we, we weren't yes. like that, but we uh, did not go by that advice. Couch wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Ca- great, we, yeah. It was so. fun times. But anyway, <laughs> uh, that was good. It was a good question because it made us reminisce and that's always fun. Yeah, but anyway, we're going to move on to our first topic. Of the week, and as I said before, <sighs> um, okay. over the last uh, month or so in the NHL, there's been a lot of unfortunate events with stories coming out about coaches and um, other people in the hockey world that is pretty uh, pretty upsetting. Um, so I'm going to start this off by going through a, a timeline of everything that's happened, uh, maybe commenting on a few things, and then we're going to get into um, a couple things, one being coaching styles. Um, some experiences we've had with coaches and yeah, just kind of giving our thoughts on this, but let's, let me first go through the timeline, uh, for these events. 
it actually starts off uh, on November 11th, um, not with a coach, but uh, this was a big story in in the uh, really in the U.S. and Canada. Uh, Don Cherry was dismissed um, from his position at Sportsnet. They were uh, with so his... waiting for him to say one more thing. By the way, yeah. Well, so here, I, and I don't want to take too long on like everything, but I will say this about Don Cherry is that, like. I, I'm on the fence of the way it happened. Like, that's the thing that was, like, the tipping point. I will say this, though. From, like, his... That's weird to say it like this, but from his, like, performance um, actually on, like, his show and stuff like that, like, it was getting really bad. Like, I remember seeing a clip... really, really bad. I remember seeing a clip that they were showing, like, the Canucks were playing, like, the 10 o'clock game. So, like, they, they were showing all the players walking in. Don, they showed about five players. Don Shari mispronounced all five of them. No joke. <laughs> and I was just like, this is like getting this really dumb. Getting but and not like, not like, you know, mistakes at all. It happens. It was like he just, the one guy completely missed his name. I think it was uh, Jacob Markstrom, their goalie. He was like, How the yeah, fuck J- do you fuck that up. Jacob Sandstrom. I was like, what? You missed. Like, so so yeah look I'll, I'll keep he was that he should have been but... off air a while ago not even just for it like i'm dude he's old as shit dude yeah 80, like i mean look he's a legend. i'm not gonna say he's not he's a legend all right he's an absolute legend i'm not denying this but come on man come yeah there on. comes a time there there's a time man and he's he's probably I, I think he got signed somewhere else now so i'm sure he's just doing fucking fantastic so well, he's doing his own podcast actually, yeah. which was interesting. Which, oh, dude, that's that's his his like diehards are eating. Oh, up, I'm oh, sure. yes. Are you kidding are me? Are you kidding me? But the thing about it though is, and I said this to you, the thing I was so confused about is when these comments came out. I I went on you know the comments of 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 uh, social media, and everybody's like, "This is it. He's got to go. This and that. Blah blah." blah. Then he gets fired. I go through those comments. Everybody was pissed off. So like, what? What just happened? Like, I, I, am I... I? I think they were, um, just. It's the way it happened. I think is really what it boils down to. But yes, I did see the exact one eighty you were talking about. Like even, uh, so I, I I talk all the time about the hockey guy, um, Shannon on 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 YouTube because yeah. he's he's just he's incredible. Okay, like he's just that good. And yeah. he, he talked about it. He, he have like a yearly discussion about Don Cherry, about how he probably should be gone. You know, it's probably his time. Like, like even coach's corner is just getting bad with him on it. And, mm-hmm. but then again, when he got fired, he also didn't quite agree with why he was fired and how, uh, how it all happened. Now he, he said that like, you know, he shouldn't have said what he said. Like it was just a terrible choice of words, like an absolutely terrible choice of words. Right, but th- th- really, of all things that he said over the years, this is the thing that gets yeah. thrown out. Yeah. Like compared to all the other shit he said over the years, like oof. And a lot of people, you know, the other host on that show, Ron McLean. I mean, they weren't happy with him because nope. he he kind of threw him under the bus. I think it was the night after. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it was kind of a mess. But so that started everything. Um, and then on November twentieth, uh, the Leafs fired Mike Babcock. Now this was in a, in the midst of a six game losing streak. Um, that this so, needed to happen for performance reasons, and yeah, also so that was perf- Ryan Whitney tore him a new one right after this. I just <laughs> well, want to say, on spit, what on spit and chiclets or whatever? Uh, spit and chiclets uh, on Twitter, yeah. Uh, okay, but, yeah, he's from Spit and Chicklets. Yeah, he was on Twitter, and I, I'm pretty sure he ripped him a new one on the podcast. So, 
Um, so that happened for perfor- performance reasons. Then, five days later, reports came out that uh, Babcock asked then rookie Mitch Marner, who is now you know one of the superstars in the Toronto Maple Leafs. This is to not produce- a made up story. Please listen yeah, to this. I was gonna say to produce a list of the most to least hardest working players on the Maple Leafs. Babcock then goes behind Marner's back and shares the list of players the list of players with those involved humiliating Marner in the process. Um by the way, I just want to put it out there. What's that? Uh, that Yeah. What's that? It's a great idea to make a list of my top players and my worst players and I just, have that why? in writing. Like, I just want to say really quick, uh, this is coming, this timeline's coming from fansided.com, who, um, this is awesome. Uh, the the writer is Mary Clark, and she put this out, and it's good, because it timelines everything, and this is the only one I found that actually timelines everything, so. A reminder, this has Shout happened out. over only the past, like, two months. Yeah. Like. I mean, it, it's what, December 19th? It, this yeah. all started, not even two months, one, yeah. it, this all started on November 11th. Yeah. <laughs> right before Thanksgiving and shit. Like, it, and this is and we're about to go now. through this whole list. But yep. no, yeah, the whole thing with Babcock, yep. uh, pretty crazy. And we'll get back to him in a second. Uh, <laughs> just hold your, just hold your horses. Yeah. Um, so the, that same day that that came out um, about uh, Babcock, Former NHL player Akeem Alou tweets that Babcock's head coaching protege in Calgary, Bill Peters, um, used racial slurs against him during his rookie season. Calgary Flames head coach, uh, uh, so yeah, uh, he was the head coach and coached Alou in, uh, on the Rockford Ice Hawks during the 2009-10 season when Alou was a rookie. So here's the thing about this is kind of what I got from this. Um, Akeem Alou basically was saying that because of essentially his color and the way that he would come back at Peters for saying the things that he was saying, he wasn't allowing him to like progress through the ranks. Like it was like, okay, you're saying all this stuff to the coach. Like, fuck you. You're not going up to the NHL or something like that. And now it's just all public with this. Um, so, this so, so right. And, and here's the thing about this. And I, I feel like a lot of people were saying, well, this happened 10 years ago. Why is it happening now? And I, I get the argument there. But I feel like people really discount, like, the victims of any abuse, um, verbal, physical, whatever, to, you know, sexual, like, to come out. And it's, like, it's actually very hard to come out with that kind of stuff. And, you know, you see – so this happened on November 25th, and then all this other – like, it took one person, and then everybody else felt – you know, okay, this person's doing it. They felt comfortable enough to do it. I'm going to do this. And now this is why we've had this this um, progression of all this happening because because of that. And, again, I know people are saying, well, it happened 10 years ago. Well, I mean, look, I get what you're saying. Like, why didn't it come out then? But this is how it is. You still have to take it for what it is because, again, if that was the case where basically because of his color and the way he mm-hmm. was responding, essentially – uh, what I got from the story is like uh, Alou is playing like rap music or like hip hop music in the locker room, and Peters don't like that, and would say racist things to him, and he was essentially not letting him progress through his career because of that stuff. So reminder you know, that is Alou is now currently a free agent living in Toronto at 30 years old, and uh, it has not been above the ECHL. So yeah, I was gonna say he he's um. I know. So again, 2009-2010 was his rookie season, um, but I, I don't remember him ever. I, at least I don't remember him ever being an NHLer. He wasn't. Um, he has not been. Okay. 
Okay. Um. So yes. Uh, again, a lot of uh, a lot of what I just said, and a couple other teammates yeah, came out and wild him. lapses in judgment by some coaches here. Well, yeah. we go back to Peters because uh, a day later, former Carolina Hurricane Michael Jordan, not to be confused with you know. Michael friggin' Jordan, the basketball the player. Michael Jordan, number 23. <laughs> uh, tweets out that Peters <laughs> kicked him and punched him. P- kicked and punched another player in the head during a game, calling him the worst coach he ever had. Um, so that day, the Flames started an investigation with a lose comments, and now this by Jordan. Um, so, yeah, Bill Peters obviously in hot water. The thing about this is, like, all the stuff, uh, like this was days later. I remember this. Like all this stuff had kind of been proven. Like there was no way around it. And the flames were like, "Yeah, we're just gonna keep this like investigation, like blah blah." blah. And I, yeah. I get they gotta go through a process, but like, it was kind of getting ridiculous. It, um, it was bad because at one point it was like the report was circulating that he was fired, but then they had to come out and say, "No, he's not fired." <laughs> right. Which just looks terrible. Right. Like, right, right. Whenever that something like that happens, I mean, yes, they were doing their own investigation, but blah. Um, and then to go with the Michael Jordan story, Hurricanes current head coach, Rod Brindamore, um, confirms Jordan's story. So again, a day later it was confirmed. And again, I know you gotta go through an investigation, but there we go. Um, keep going here. Uh, Patrick O'Sullivan, uh, tweets that he was physically abused by his first coach during his time in the league. The coach in question was current Chicago Blackhawks assistant. They have to quote go through their own investigation like yeah when the evidence is obvious just fucking like just fucking uh, punish somebody man and, and i and i said this it was like days later like he was still it wasn't like he or actually you know what i take that back so he was like i guess suspended per se mm-hmm. um like but this was days after it happened yeah um so yes uh patrick o'sullivan's story uh was uh his first coach was Mark Crawford, who is now the assistant coach of the Chicago Blackhawks. This one has somewhat of an okay ending, by the way. Yes. Um, essentially, I think it's what he suspended until... January 2nd. I'm January kidding. 2nd, yeah. So, sorry, um, I just want to say, before before you guys want to click ahead, like this, is, uh, this one's okay. Somewhat. Now, <laughs> November 27th. Bill Peters, the guy who again has been in question, releases a statement oh, on social sorry, media. I, sorry, yeah, yeah. I just want the the in case Mark Crawford was already in therapy trying to change his ways since like 2010. So yes, keep that in, he was already rehabilitating and was tremendously sorry. His statement couldn't be any more well written and apologetic. Um, everyone respected it. So apparently, players are eager for him to come back on January 2nd. So. At least you have someone who's actually remorseful about this kind of thing. So yeah, just want, just want to give him credit where credit was due. Oops, I hit my mic. Sorry about that, everybody. Um. So again, on November twenty seventh, Bill Peters, the guy we've been talking about, mm-hmm. releases a statement on social media confirming Elu's story that he did use racial slurs against a former player. Oh boy. Uh, um. He still hasn't been fired. It's not until two days later, Peter resigns. <laughs> Peters resigns as head coach of the Flames. So forced to resign. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we have that, and sorry, I am gonna try to go through this. Uh, uh, so there was also a story about former NHL player Sean Avery comes forward against Crawford with an incident during the 2006-07 season. It also where, praises him in the same breath. Yes, where Crawford reportedly kicked Avery over a too many men penalty. Um, so just kind of some him? like, like just oh, yes. you got back on the bench, he just kicked like, him like with his foot. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Like wrong sport. Right. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So we have that. Um. And then again, another story comes out. Um. December second, Hall of Fame. Uh, Hall of Fame player Chris Chelios tells Swedish newspaper that Babcock, Mike Babcock, we said before, verbally assaulted Johan Frazen, Franzen to the point of a nervous breakdown when the pair were playing with the Detroit Red Wings in 2012. You got to hear this on the Spin Chicklets podcast. It's just, um, it's it's not it's really pretty. just like having a bad manager at any job, like just a shitty. But coach this this goes beyond that, shit. and not to mention, I mean, look, no, again, I get that. Yeah. I get that, but like when you have a bad manager for a job that you have to show up to every day, like yep. it really fucking sucks. And not to mention, like and you're I, traveling with this guy, you don't really get to go home, home, and like, not at the end of the day, it's a game, man. I mean, geez, I, I mean, yeah. yeah, it's like even worse. Like he, like it's your manager at work, but also you're constantly traveling with this guy, so you're with him, you know. Yep. yep. Say eight hours a day, five days a week, you yep. know. Yep. You have to sleep next to this guy a lot of the time on the plane, so. Yeah. yeah, I mean it, it's it's just like a again, and then all this stuff comes out about all these coaches, um, and then a couple other things, um, in the Canadian Hockey League, uh, Junior Hockey Club, uh, Swift Current Broncos fired their athletic director and equipment manager Jamie LeBlanc over derogatory and unprofessional comments made. So it's just again, it's just a trickling down effect. Um, the NHL uh, on December fourth instituted basically essentially like a Actually, let me read this. So Sportsnet's Elliot Friedman reports that the NHL will be instituting a code of conduct in some form due to the incidents that have, yeah, so with everything that happened to the hockey world. Um, and I think they have a uh, anonymous like hotline you can call now for to the NHLPA. Oh, okay. Uh, where players can anonymously report that stuff like this is happening. So, you know, if this happens now, there's, there's you know, no waiting around for the, these firings, you know. They'll, they'll, they'll investigate right. immediately if you start reporting, so. Um, which is also um, a very, very, very good touch for this whole thing. Right. Um, let's see. Uh, then December 10th, and everybody was kind of confused at first because it was just reported like he was fired with no context, but the Dallas Stars, Stars fired head coach Jim Montgomery for an incident of unprofessional conduct. Um, it was not related to abuse, essentially, um, but there was no known reason for his firing. But, excuse me, um, like I said... It was kind of just that kind of seems like bullshit because they didn't they specifically said it wasn't related to abuse. So that means he just pissed somebody off. So so the thing about Montgomery that's kind of interesting is that he has been I think this is either his second I forget his second or third year in the NHL for a long time. He had just coached uh, college hockey at Denver. Uh So, um, you know, again, he's he's fairly new, essentially, to the, the league and. Again, it was just put out there like uh, he's fired, and I remember going on that Stars Twitter. Everybody's like, "What? What are you talking about? Like, we're?" I think at that point, like they were in the top three in the Central and and stuff like that. So it was very confusing. But that that came out again. I don't. You can't really. We can't really comment that much on that because it's very vague. Um, and then let's see. Wrapping up here in a second. Uh, December eleventh, uh, new story merges involving Alou in 2011 during his time with the Colorado Eagles in the e- ECHL. Um, Alou showed up to the team's Halloween party to find out w- one of the team's equipment managers dressed himself wearing blackface. Uh, December sixteenth, the Blackhawks suspend Crawford from his duties, like we said, until January second. 
Um, and yeah, it, and I will say through this, Alu has accepted apologies through and, and has uh, said that he supports the NHL's proposals and stuff like that for um, for what they're doing. So it's been a spiraling situation, and there's a lot of things coming out about people's past and um I, and I, you know i'm not <laughs> i don't want to get like too uh i guess too into this because it it is like a pretty harsh topic but i know there there's this you know the whole thing coming around with uh you know uh what's it called cancel culture and stuff like that or like you know a lot of people are pissed off that pe- things people did years ago is coming back um at the end of the day um in a situation like this uh, stuff like this has to come out, especially, like I said, with Alou, if if this really affected his career and um, with Johan Friends and, like, having a mental breakdown, like, you know, that's stuff that's very serious and it shouldn't, you know, that it was swept under the carpet for, in some cases, 10, you know, 7, 10 years. Um, it's unfortunate, but I, for myself at least, I'm glad that these things have come out and people have you know, taking responsibility and kind of have been, um, gotten their punishment. Yes. A long time later, but they finally got their punishment for something that should have been punished years ago. That's my thing for me. Um, I hope that this kind of, um, not just for hockey, but in sports in general, I think that this kind of shows, sets an example of what not, (laughs) you know, I, I should say like, you know, this, we, we, let me put it this way. This kind of behavior isn't accepted. Um, I know it shouldn't have to be said, but we're going to reinforce it. These are the steps that we're going to take. I think the NHL has done a really good job at coming back and, again, giving these players these opportunities with, uh, as Bobby said before, the NHLPA and the hotline and, and uh, the stuff with the you know the code of conduct and stuff like that. I think it's very positive. So that's the NHL. This is the one thing we're going to praise you for for the rest of the year. So just, just, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, <You're> really. Like, <laughs> you don't get this side of us very often. So. <laughs> You know, um, no, um, it's a brave thing for all these guys to start talking about it. I mean, this is stuff that, you know, Dan, Dan Carcillo has been alluding to it for a long time. Um, you know, we talk about yeah, Dan, this kind sorry. of thing. Um, but, you know, it's it's it, for me, it always brought up a what I didn't have as um, I never had abusive coaches in my career. Um, but, you know, I guess I wondered about like what is too far for an athlete? You know what I mean? Like, I, yes, you shouldn't be kicking or punching your fucking, um, your players. Right. I mean, but it, it's, it's commonplace for a, um, for a coach to be verbally angry and, and, and emotional and upset and, and very passionate in, in a game. But I guess like what's crossing a line, obviously racist remarks is one. Um, but I guess what, what is crossing a line for, a coach in that regard that that's my question with this whole thing because there are some people saying verbal abuse and not that i'm denying or uh belittling what they're saying i'm just curious like what that exactly entails you know what i mean um i guess that's where my head's at the moment when it comes to these stories like what what exactly was it that kind of went past like beyond coaching and being a mentor you know what i mean tyler whoa Okay, I wasn't sure if that was me. Did we lose Tyler here? I don't I don't know. Okay. Um 
I looked at Osiris. I thought I lost myself. That's why uh, nobody said anything for a second. There. Sorry about that, everybody who's watching. Um, Tyra yeah, looks awkward too. silence. Yeah, sorry about that. That was that was completely my fault. I thought my connection went out again because it happens to do that sometimes. Okay. Um, so it looks like we lost Tyler from the Discord call. So um, uh, we're just gonna continue on. And hopefully, we'll be able to get him back here. Um, in the meantime, uh, um, I did want Zach's opinion on some of this coaching stuff. Uh, that I was just kind of referring to. Um. You you played football, right? That that was your sport for a while. I played. I didn't play a lot of football. I played okay. football when I was maybe for two seasons, but uh, okay. soccer was actually the main sport I played. From okay. Now, did you see that? Now, football coaches are are are, are generally in a stereotypical sense more. Uh, I guess yeah, more aggressive, aggressive. not yeah. really light, and kind of give you things more harshly rather yeah. than soft or just as it is. Rather, they just yep. I think um, as an eleven year old, I got called a chicken shit by a football coach more than once. And so, did that at all like break your skin at all? Uh, like when that kind of thing happened? It never broke my skin. I was just like, "You're a public school teacher." I mean, <laughs> so you kind of saw right through it. Kind of maybe, yeah, yeah. <laughs> should you kind of maybe just tone it down a little bit? I guess if you could just chill. Um, I know we're we're we yeah. are not professional athletes. I mean, you could probably get in trouble for that. So. Yeah. It's funny because it's like you know I had a a basketball coach who I liked playing for. Um, you know I you have issues with every coach you deal with, especially when you have them for you know over the years. Um, you know, but there there have been times where you know we we you know he'd get pretty angry. I mean he wouldn't you know he'd yell like most coaches do, but like he's he's punched right. you know he like punched a locker before that kind of thing. Like he did that kind of stuff. I mean it, I mean it set the tone. I mean it, it definitely did its job. That stuff never bothered me. Like, even when I've been, I guess, uh, you know, kind of yelled at, screamed at, scolded, whatever the hell you want to call it. I never thought it was abusive, even if I was being cursed out on the court. You know what I mean? Um, I, I guess I just I, I've had aggressive coaching styles like that. And I've had guys who are just like, all right, that wasn't very good. We're just going to kind of pack it up and we're going to try again next time. You know what I mean? Like, I've had like really softer coaches. Um, yeah. Now my my dad was my soccer coach. Well, I mean, coach. yeah, you have the coaches that are like, I'm just gonna give it to you as it is. Like, I'm yeah. not gonna tell you is fucking, like, I'm not gonna try to be nice about it, and I'm not gonna try to be mean about it either. I'm just gonna tell you what happened. It was bad. Yeah, like, that's that's the approach they take, and that's the kind of the approach I appreciate. Because, I mean, just tell them what happened. Like, okay, obviously that was bad. You know, we gave had too many turnovers, or didn't play defense well enough, or mm. you know, just analyze it. Yep, watch the tapes if you will. Yeah, uh, Tyler, do we have you back? We have me back. Sorry about that. My power just went out briefly. Oh, your power <laughs> went out. I so we had a little bit of awkward silence on stream because uh, me and Zach uh, yeah. didn't know what happened. <laughs> I thought my internet connection dropped because that happens at, at my house sometimes because I'm I'm back home in New Jersey for my winter break, and the internet's not as good here. But uh, that's why you guys I were going back and forth a little bit between on something I wasn't really toned into, and you kind of dipped out, and then Bobby said something and. And then there was like a five second silence, and we were like, "Tyler, yep, Tyler," <laughs> as if like he just got shot. Hello? Like, Tyler. no. So you're when you listen back to my audio, you're gonna be like laughing because as soon as it went out, I was just like, "Are you fucking kidding?" Me? <laughs> I can't wait to be editing this later. Um, um, and then I then the next like a couple seconds of that is me testing my mic again, so saying literally random shit, and then me realizing halfway through me saying random shit, I'm like, oh yeah, Bobby's gonna can listen we get to this. Can a sound bit of me going, 
<laughs> yes, yes, because that was so clean. I need, I need to hear that. Well, wait, you're still recording, right, Zach? So yeah, you'll have a very clean version of this. Absolutely. Um, yep. Um, I was just, I in the meantime, I filled in your role. Um, I haven't done okay. that since episode one. Um, so, uh, I was just talking to Zach. Uh, I was relating all the stuff we were just talking about to our personal experiences with coaches. Um, and I, I was saying that. I never had any abusive coaches in my career, but I've definitely had coaches who are, you know, a little more aggressive and passionate and this kind of thing. And we were, t- and I was asking Zach about uh, his time when he played football. And he said that, yeah, um, football coaches were definitely a lot more, uh, you know, yeah. ready to curse yeah, you forward. out. Yeah. Yeah. So I, 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 oh, I mean, I think you see that with really, um, really any level of football. I think it's a lot, a lot uh more aggressive i think yeah. and like you definitely see that but uh, there's times where i've seen um i feel like i've even seen in the nfl where like a coach will like grab a player's face mask and like get in his face and like stuff yeah. like that uh for me in my personal experience now i think bobby like and you might have mentioned this it's a little bit different for us because at least for me, like my dad was basically my coach all yeah. the time. My dad so, coached us in basketball and soccer, and then uh, Tyler's dad um, was uh, our hockey coach for for quite a while. Um, so yeah, so um, and not to make this morbid, but he passed away in 2011. So I I played a little bit after that, and I'm barely. trying to remember like the coaches I've had. Yeah, I was gonna say it was like basically essentially the kids version of beer league hockey yep. <laughs> and uh it's just wreck hockey yeah wreck ho- yeah essentially so for me it's a little different because i'm not going to say my dad got physical with me at any time that's not the case but there was times because i was his kid that he was more straightforward with me than other kids and i yep. think that's understandable well, it, um, it's, it's it's easy. Probably just more comfortable. I it, mean, and that and kid. plus in youth sports, especially nowadays, you know, we we mention all the time how baseball parents are the absolute worst. Uh, I, I think. yeah, like it's it's not like especially when you start getting outside of like, you know, I played community ball, like just like in my hometown, playing in my area, kind of thing. That was it, and I I stopped playing uh right before middle school, so I didn't continue on. But, like, when you start getting into, like, you know, uh, like, Little League stuff, like, a little bit higher level Little League stuff, um, I've yeah. seen videos. It's not it's not pretty. Like, it's just not. It's almost ridiculous um, at how the parents chime in constantly. And, you know, I, I, I just, I guess for me, I always wondered about, like, so what is too far for stuff like that? You know what I mean? Like, um, I'm sure I've had my mask grabbed before um yeah I, I couldn't even tell you by who it was um but i was saying like the only like real like over the i, I shouldn't say over the top because i i did enjoy my time with him for the most part um my my high school basketball coach was probably the most passionate coach i ever had so you know he would definitely like you know yell at us and then, then you know you know can get on us whenever something was off and everything like that but that's to me that was typical coaching like that never really bothered me like I, and i listened and and he set the tone when he talked i mean that was just something he was good at and for me, I never took it as um, as any type of abuse or or anything like that. What I was bringing up to Zach was like, you know, they there a lot of the uh, the accounts that you're hearing now about the NHL from players um, was verbal. And right. I'm not belittling or denying that that kind of stuff happened. You know, racial remarks is definitely something you shouldn't be doing. But um, I guess like what is crossing a line when you're dealing with a coach who might be, I guess, giving you, you know 
getting on you, either being a coach, like well, what what crosses the line? So I think from a physical standpoint, like this is going to sound dumb, I think, when I say it, but I'll explain. Like anything that could potentially hurt the player, I think like so grabbing a mask, like I, I, I don't think is a bad thing, but like don't friggin yank his head around, like try to break his neck. You know what I mean? Or like yeah. I, I don't think. You know, the kicking, that shouldn't be happening. Any punching, like, that no. stuff is way across the line. Uh, was it Temple um, or Rutgers that had the guy, the coach fired for throwing the um, throwing the basketballs at, at, uh, at the players during practice? I, Do you remember that? I, one? I, th- I th- think it was Rutgers, but I'm not positive. Yeah, I can't remember when that was. Actually, I don't, I don't know. I think it was one of those schools, though. Exactly. But... Can you try and find that for us real quick? Um... What so yeah like this I remember the story that he was literally just launching because there was basketball. footage of it like he just he was he was going on a complete tirade and he just picks up a ball and just throws it at some kid's chest like in the middle yeah of the it was it was nasty dude so I think like from a physical standpoint like I said anything that like I I I feel like there is this line that that is gonna be crossed or not but I feel like it's not like the what I'm I'm looking for a word but i can't think mm-hmm. of it like it's a we don't you you should know what is acceptable and not acceptable right. essentially um like would you go up and punch somebody at right, right. a at so like say you work in an office and you have a uh one of your work one of your employees is not doing their job would you go up and punch them like no you're gonna get arrested absolutely not yeah <laughs> like yeah i just saw the video of uh the coach from rutgers throwing basketballs at his players yeah. and the dude is like he's kind of crazy yeah I mean, no. yeah he looked like he was on like a like he, he was on drugs like the way he was just freaking, he just completely lost his mind like it, it, it's kind of disturbing actually um, um. Oh yeah. Yes. He used like he used like abusive language too. Like it wasn't just it wasn't just that. Obviously, I mean. No. Oh, yeah. No. It was. There was a lot going on there. I remember when that story broke. Um, so yeah. So for me, I, I think, I think anything you wouldn't do to a normal person, like something like it's. Just, I think it's common sense. Like you shouldn't physically want to hurt somebody. Yeah, just have some fucking respect, man. <laughs> as far as um. Peace, love, and music, brother. <laughs> as as far as a verbal standpoint, I think if you're going to if you're gonna get angry or say stuff, it should pertain. It has ha- to be constructive. Like the person needs yeah, to understand so, why you're angry and right. you're not just a fucking you can cr- psycho you can throwing curse basketballs. At me, but at least be yeah, constructive about. Yeah, I'm not going to be hurt by cursing. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No. I curse. I, I never bothered fine. me. I'm. I guess what I'm trying to say is like it should pertain to the action that you thought was wrong or something wrong. Like you shouldn't be like, you know, I made a turnover. You shouldn't be commenting about my mother. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. right. It shouldn't Absolutely. be personal. Yeah. Yeah. It needs um, to be constructive and and relative. Or just being, you know, in in the case of uh, our 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 main man here, Peters. Don't be fucking racist. Like I yeah, I mean that, that's I mean, again that's something obvious. that's common that's, sense. That, that's, <laughs> that's a little more personal because that's that, that's what I don't get here is like that that story is messed up because he basically walked into a locker room, heard what I'm assuming is hip hop rap music. I think was, was what it was based off of. Yeah, and just said like, oh, I don't like this n word music. Like what? Yeah, the, bruh. Like, and, but I, then this when was when ten years ago too, like this is still not okay. 
and but the, I mean the other the other part that's <clears throat> excuse me story was like you know he was confronted about it and basically stuck by his word and continued to throw insults. Now that's another thing. Like I think, how do you guys feel about insults? Because I think like insults are are kind of in a gray area because you could be like okay you're it's kind of what Zach said like I guess you can insult but give me something constructive I can don't work on it, with that don't take it too far obviously I mean you know yeah. it's too far you're an adult like so okay. you live so, in society so I think it's like okay um yeah, I, I'll just bring it back to hockey like okay a coach says yeah your defense fucking sucks like I don't think that's crossing the line but like I also think that the coach would be like you need to do x y and z like um I I just don't and I I know this kind of sounds messed up but like I kind of would want to know what Babcock said to friends and like to like lead that like how bad was it like I would like just yeah. because I've really never heard of an instance like that where a, a guy has really had like a mental breakdown. Well, like, what, I mean, it had to be, be extreme. This, this might be the first you're hearing about it. And I bet on top of it, it wasn't just one incident. It probably was that he kept on him. Because I think if you listen to the podcast, I think what Chelios was asked was who was a main target. It was It, it was worded a lot differently okay. than what I'm saying. But like, who was a main target? And he said, oh, that's easy. It was Franson. And what I'm assuming then happened was he was the, like, continual, like, every single time something bad happened, it sounds like that he was the one who was going after and, and put to slaughter first. You know what I mean? That's what it sounds right. like. And I'm sure, you know, look, an 82-game season is a grueling motherfucker, okay? Yeah. Not to mention you're practicing, like, there really isn't a day off in, in, right. during the hockey season, right? So. On top of all that stress and then, you know, probably worrying stuff back home and stuff like that, you, you can take a lot from a coach. But when you are continually just being berated and berated and abused and then all this other shit, it probably takes a toll, man. I mean, there, I don't think there's any doubt about this. And it's why I'm glad that mental health has been at the forefront recently, like in, in all sports, like yeah. just especially now that this is another wake up call for, you know, NHL, but I'm sure other leagues are taking notice of stuff like this. I mean, there's just no way you're not listening it's not, to this. It's not even that. You're just not allowed to be a fucking douchebag yeah, in a professional setting. Like, like I, that's it. Like, I'm getting paid, sir, and so are you. Don't be a fucking dick. Like, I, I'm even thinking, like, okay, so, Tyler, you mentioned, like, the name calling is kind of a gray area, right? So, like, I, I probably wouldn't mind if a coach came up to me and was like, you fucking jackass. This is what you're supposed to do. <laughs> I probably wouldn't care. But, like, I, I guess, like, it, yeah, like, don't talk about my mother. <laughs> or don't bring anything personal into it. Like, you know, Tyler, you know, don't, I hate bringing this up, obviously, but like, if someone made a comment about your father, I'm sure that yeah. wouldn't go over well. You know what I mean? So, like, that's, so just, that's what I'm saying. Like, and, and I agree with you. Like, if somebody calls me like a jackass, like, I'm not, I, that's not a I problem. But you, you know, you need to know your limitations. Like, right. You can't go on a tirade saying, like, all these things. Like, and I think Zach, like I said, his point really, like, kind of stands with me is that, like, I feel like your comments should be constructive because otherwise, like, you're, why are you saying it? You're just letting out frustration, like, yeah. on onto a person that really doesn't deserve it. Like, it's like not that. only that; it's your job to, t like, as a coach, especially to tell, you know, one of your you're, players if they're doing wrong and you're tell getting them how they exactly. can fix it. You're getting paid to coach them. Yep. You're getting <laughs> like, paid to lead the team. I mean, there's yeah, not fucking abuse them for making a mistake. I you mean, fire coaches a lot quicker than you trade players. 
Like, I understand oh, yeah. it's frustrating if the, if a player is making the same mistake over and over and over, but even then, it's still like it's still not deserving of abuse. No, it never yeah. is. If you're bringing up the personal shit, if you're making racist remarks, like it, it, it they literally could swing a stick at you, <laughs> and like yeah. if you resort to that, no, like that's still you're still on the wrong. I mean, yeah, he should probably get reprimanded for swinging a stick at you, but at the same time, that's not what you should be resorting to that kind of thing you know what i mean like i don't know man it, it's it's tough i'm happy to see that people are speaking up about this and i'm glad i guess some of these coaches are being held accountable i mean what's next is going to be interesting because so I, so I, that i was gonna say that's my next question like so how obviously depending on the severity it's gonna be different but how should this stuff be handled from now on like should it be firing suspensions like i'm curious because like um, let's see, like, not Peters, because, again, that was a little bit more of that a... That was so cut and dry. Crazy. So, like, I guess Montgomery or even Babcock, um, in terms of, like, take take the what he said with the friends and thing, and just talk about, like, the thing with the Leafs with Mitch Marner, like, is that something to be fired over? Is that something to be, like, suspended? Like, I, I'm just kind of curious, like how this should be handled it, in the future. If I get Babcock in, in, in any face-to-face confrontation, I'm gonna ask him, "What? What were you trying to prove here?" <laughs> yeah, by giving well, a fucking rookie, um, a, a guy yeah. who you know, because I'm pretty sure you played, like a rookie who is trying to keep his head down and just be the best player he can be, and knows that he can't really say anything to you. Because he knows he fears repercussion from you. Yeah, I, so, so you decide. That's a, that's a thing. So for Marner decide, in that situation, it's a it's a lose lose. So you so either yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say. So you decide. You know what's a great punishment for rookie, very green in the NHL, Mitch Marner. I'm gonna make him turn on his teammates. That's what'll yeah. make this team because nothing gives good chemistry like having the rookie have to. Uh, give a list to the coach with veterans of the team saying that they were doing poorly. There is nothing on earth I could fucking possibly think of that would create such good chemistry on a hockey team. I must say, so, like this so, is just exactly. such so a for, stupid decision. Like just for in Marner, any regard, it's terrible. It's I like, just don't get this one. There is you no either go against your teammates or you go against your coach. <laughs> like if you if you have to rely on again the rookie. To tell you who is doing poorly on this team, you need to reevaluate your coaching, dude. Because you're obviously not doing something right. So, but do you think it was maybe one of those, and and I hate these kind of questions where it's like the questions you're not supposed to answer kind of thing. Like, um, maybe, like, or or those, like, test uh, questions, like, where it's like, maybe Babcock really, I'm not saying, okay, I shouldn't use that situation, but like, Say in another situation, it's similar to this. Like, maybe the coach didn't want he wanted to see Marner's loyalty, so he was like, "Hey, do but, this," and he basically wanted to say, "We don't want like he don't actually want him to fill it out." You know what I'm saying? Does well, that make sense? It, it, it's I I get your question, but at the same time, it's like the understand something. You're loyal. I I always you compare it to soldiers, right? Where a lot of the time, you loyalty know, only matters with certain players. 
I mean, they're there to get, at the end of the day, they're there to get paid. Right. Like, that's their job. But but at the same time, like, so I compare it to soldiers. What you hear sometimes in, in, in when it comes to soldiers, like, it, they'll get asked, like, oh, well, do you believe in what you're fighting for? You know, because there's always talk about why certain countries can be at war and whatever, and some of them are very shady. And it's like, well, I'm not necessarily fighting for the government. I'm fighting for the guy next to me in the foxhole. You know what I mean? So, yeah. it, you know, I hate to make the comparison because, you know, our soldiers are just the, the bravest people on the face of the planet. I mean, you know, shout out. But, like, I got to assume it's the same thing for hockey players, right? Like, at the end of the day, you're loyal to the guy you're traveling, to the guys you're traveling with. You're loyal to the guys you're sharing hotel rooms with. You're probably loyal to the guys that you're living with. A lot of rookies live with the veterans, like, sometimes when they, when they get to new teams. You know, you, you're loyal to those guys because coaches can be fired and the, the team stay the same. You know what I mean? So I would well, think I, you'd be more loyal to the teammates. So I guess well, you, you get you get proposed a question like that, right? You have to make a choice at that point. Do you either piss off your coach and probably get benched by not doing it, or do you do it and risk, you know, essentially affecting play because your line mates maybe don't want to give you the puck or give you the chance and kind of snub you a little bit because you kind yeah. of turn your back on them? Like what 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 are you supposed to do? You, so I, I when think you're that, that green in the NHL, I don't know how you possibly can go with answer C, like that you just don't do anything or it's one of those trick questions because you just have to follow what's being told to you, you know? Right. And and I think that, and I think we can attest to this, and I think you can see it in regular sports, the relationship between your coach, between you and your coach and you and your teammates is different. It's a lot it different. It is different. So I think that, um, again, in Marner's case, I just feel like it's such a lose-lose situation. And and like you said, I don't know what Babcock was trying to get out of this. Like, I, I don't know. This is the situation that, besides, besides the obvious, like, the racial remarks that, that happened, like, with Peters, like, that's obviously extremely stupid. But this one is just so out of left field, I don't even know where to begin yeah. dissecting this one. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't make any sense on any capacity. I'm not a coach, Okay. You know, I, I, I don't know what runs through your head a lot of the time, but I just don't know how you get to that point. Like, I just, I really don't get it. And that's why I'm, I, just, I'm, I'm so kind of irate about this one. I just don't get it. You kind of hear this. Um, it, it goes around a lot, and I know uh, Torontonians, I think is their name. Yeah. Um, hate it, but, like, Toronto is the, or I'm sorry, the people outside of Toronto, I should say, hate it. Um, that Toronto is the, what is it, like, the uh, the hockey the center of the hockey universe, essentially. Yeah. And so for that reason, like, there's a lot of coverage on them. And I I think the Leafs are probably my second favorite team because I just, I listen to a lot of their podcast, you know, a lot of podcasts on them and stuff like that because they have all this media attention. So in saying that, there was a lot of frustration with Babcock because of some of his coaching styles, um, like, in-game and stuff like that. You know, the Leafs are... One of the, you know, this year and looking back in previous years, I mean, they have one of the most young explosive cores in the NHL, and he was really holding them back essentially to test them, to make them, you know, it's not all about offense, about defense. And it was very frustrating to fans because it was like, we, you, you got to let them go. You got to let them be them. And you have um, a team with Austin Matthews, John Tavares, and Mitch Marner. Mitch Marner. And you want to hold back offense? Do you know so, how, many, uh, how many teams would kill for that line? Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. And and people were just frustrated with his, like I said, coaching styles. Um, and and again, 
the reason he was initially fired was because performance reasons, but then all this stuff comes out, and it's just like, and, and I actually said this, and maybe this is in question now, but I said when he got fired, I think I put it in the Discord, I said, you're looking at the next coach of the uh, Seattle team. <laughs> I wonder if that, what that does for him now, with all this coming, you know, uh, with this stuff coming. I, I don't know. That'll be interesting. And, and for that matter, the other coaches. Who not Peters, but. Anymore. Not Peters. No, yeah, He's not Pe- like I'm. I'm saying like again, depending on what comes out with Montgomery, him, um, uh, you know, and it'll be interesting. I, I want to see kind of the um, the response from the hockey community when Mark Crawford comes back, um, next year. But it is it, it's interesting to say the least because. Uh, especially for hockey because hockey is so and we talk about it all the time how i guess like <laughs> pc it is and every and all it's all about the our teammates and this and that like we've never really had a situation where all this is kind of spun out of control like it has mm-hmm. and and i will say that the nhl has has recovered very well like i said i commend them from for what they've done and continue to do um now it really uh, as far as I know, stuff hasn't come out with other sports. I guess the one thing I do want to mention outside of the NHL was uh, yesterday Tom, uh, Tom Coughlin got fired from the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars because he was essentially doing things that weren't complying to the rules of the uh, NFL and NFLPA. He was fining players for over uh, $700,000 for not doing certain things. Um, I think it was... I think it was Dante Fowler who left the team, uh, essentially, like, had an injury, and he wanted to use his own personal trainer, um, and he wasn't letting him, so he's like, you can use your own personal trainer, but I'm going to find you X amount of dollars until you show up, and it added up to, like, $700,000, but that's not actually allowed in the system, um, so it's, like, stuff like that, and, and, and I guess what I'm trying to say with that story is, It'll be interesting to see if anything comes more comes out of sports in terms of coaches or uh, personnel within teams kind of abusing their power or doing things they shouldn't or, you know, how they're treating their players. I hope it doesn't, of course, but um, I just feel like there's a lot of stuff that gets swept under the rug. And, uh, again, we'll have to see what happens. But, I mean, from... Uh, and going back to you know coaching styles and stuff like that, um, like what are your guys' ideal coaches? Because for for me, um, I know, <laughs> and I know performance wise, it's not going well for him, and a lot of people get on this. Oh, excuse me. Um, but uh, Jason Garrett is actually a coach I feel like I'd really like. Like I like coaches <laughs> like that that really like. You know, I'm not gonna. I, I'm not saying like I. I do want. Um. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um. I do want. I, I'm not saying I don't want a coach that doesn't like. Uh. I. I want to be able to learn from my mistakes. So tell me when I'm wrong. But I also don't want you to be hard on me all the time. I want you to praise me for doing stuff good because I feel like that gets my confidence up. And when you have better confidence, you play better. It's literally proven. So, like, um, I think, like, a coach like that or um, Sean McVay, another NFL coach, I think would be really good. Um, Sean McVay um, looks like you could have a nice beer with him after the game, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just, just for also, the record. 
Sean McDermott from the Bills. Like, yeah. stuff, I, I think coaches like that. But, like, what are you guys – are you guys in the same boat? Are you – what is your, like, preferred coaching style, uh, honestly, I Honestly, I mean, I've watched, I've watched a couple of post-game interviews with Paul Maurice. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 losing and winning interviews. And he always seems like he just kind of gives it to him straight, which – yeah, that's that's the coaching style I prefer. I don't need you to be nice to me. I don't need you to be mean to me. I just need you to tell me what's up. Like, right? I and I agree with you. He does shoot it straight. Um, I, it's it's actually a good one. Like like I said, for me, I don't. I, I kind of want a little bit of that too. Like I said, I don't want you to be overly nice to me, but I do want you to commend me for stuff and yeah, I mean, um, he's just don't be a hard ass job. on me for no reason. He just do his. He's there to do his job, and he wants to win. Like. Mm-hmm. Like that's where he's at, and I, I can respect that. Yeah, I think. Bobby, uh, what about you? I always, dude. I always enjoyed watching Lavi coach Pierre Laviolette. Yeah. That I mean, I might be biased because I'm a Flyers fan. I, I'm so sad that we let him go, but I just watch watch him on the bench. Like, yeah. Whenever the camera cuts to him, watch him on the bench. That dude is on top of it every time, and he's he will defend his players to the absolute bitter end. It does not matter what happens. Like he will be. Telling his players, okay, move. I'm talking to the ref. Like, move. I'm coming to the front here. <laughs> like, every time. He has climbed over benches to yell at the Penguins coach over putting their fourth line out in the beginning of a game. Like, it's, it's, that dude is defending your players. And that's what is something I want to see, right? Like, I want to see defending the players. I definitely want to be told, look, you're an idiot. Why'd you do it this way? Do it this way. Tell me when I'm doing something wrong. But yes, also praise me when I did something right. Like even that's just simple. Like all right, good shift, boys. Good shift, boys. Good shift. Boys. That's yeah, all I need, yeah. dude. That's yeah, all yeah. I need. I am not high maintenance. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I, just, I, I don't require I, much. I think the thing for me is like I just don't get coaches who are just like hard asses for no nah. reason, or or honestly any person in a manager or or a higher up position. Like I just don't. Like, it's almost like a stereotype. Almost like you're supposed to be like that. Like, why are you so? There's no uh, you. I do a thousand things right, and you don't say anything. But I do one minor thing wrong, and you're gonna like get on me. Like, I never understood that. You can tell me that I did it wrong. Just <laughs> yeah, that... I'm not saying don't do that, but don't be a dick about like, it. Like, watch, guys. This is easy. Ready? This is just like all right, cool. Your forecheck was good. Your breakout. Your breakout was good. I just want you to be a little less useless. I don't like the Stevenson player who was sitting in the corner when we were watching that game the other day, Tyler. <laughs> we were watching my my school's club team uh, play hockey the other day, and uh, they they were they were they were running this weird power play where they basically sat somebody in the corner behind the net, like sitting <laughs> For, there doing yeah, nothing. I don't know why he was there. Like there was there. I, if you watched what we were watching, like you know, there was just no reason for him to be there. Like, I don't know if that was planned or whatever, but it was just like some like, look, OK, your breakout's good. Your four checks good. You know, maybe just look for the extra pass or maybe just, you know, keep your head up a little bit more. Like, just be on the lookout for those type of things. That's all you need to tell me. Like, that's it. Yeah, it, it could be a 10 second conversation. Right. And that that that's it. That that that's it. That, that's all you yeah, need to do. I agree. That's it. <laughs> I agree. No, I think um I think you're right. But I just again, I don't I don't get some coaching uh, styles, but. As for and and I'm sure it's a little bit maybe it's a little bit different for a higher up level. I don't know. I've obviously never been in that situation. How? Mm. But it's a good I time, think, Tyler. Uh, but, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, it's it's just it. This is sad. It, for it's hockey. something. It well, oh yes, it is. By the way, but uh, again, I think that how they've responded is re- very respectable. Yes. And 
it shows that, you know, again, we're not going to tolerate this kind of stuff. Um, and uh, I hope, again, if it happens in any other league, the message will be the same. Um, I'm going to bring it to one thing real quick and then we'll move on. But uh, we kind of, it's kind of a big topic. And I think we've talked about it before, the whole thing with the NFL and the um, domestic abuse situations. Like, they are not, to me at least, not setting a good enough example um or not coming out with the right message for to stop that kind of stuff or to yeah. or to punish somebody further um the nhl is, is again they've and, and this is not just for this topic i mean um you know we say what we need to say about gary bettman but he's i i gotta give it to him he is on the on the dot right away he wants to address it he wants to figure out for stuff like this, so um, I commend him for that. But yeah, let's. Uh, as for the sake of sports and really any situation, to be honest with you, let's you know hope that we don't have to hear stories about this, and um, you know we can just do our jobs. Coaches coach, players play, right. yep. win I championships. Think <laughs> I think a big part of it is kind of analyzing the intention the coach had, because sometimes you say something and you don't realize how much it could, you know, how yeah, how it really something. sounds to another person, right? Yeah, totally agree. And sometimes you don't. Sometimes you might feel bad, or and other times you might not even realize that you did something wrong. So that that definitely needs to be taken into account because you know people are people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people will be people, and then we just we we can't stop that. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean they should definitely be held accountable, but they, I mean, it needs to be forgiving if if it you know. If it suits the case as well. Right. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, of course. Of course. So. Um, but with that, we'll end that topic and kind of do a complete 180 here <laughs> and uh, switch switch topics to um, Adderall and esports, um, something that's been on the list for a while. Um, this will not be the last time we talk about esports and the, the big scheme of things, by the way, but... Um, yeah, there's been a lot of cases, um, and Bobby has gracefully linked, uh, a, a lot of stuff. I mean, Bobby, out of all four of us, I would say is, uh, I would say is probably the most on top of this stuff is very into it. So, um, you know, he, he, there's a lot of situations that we're seeing with this stuff happening, but, um, I'm actually going to give it over to Bobby. He has a little bit of a timeline for us again on this subject. Um, and, uh. Just to give you an idea of what's going on here. Yeah. So, um, it, th this is an interesting conversation because it's not as cut and dry as it looks like on the headlines. So, um, Adderall and esports is almost a meme with how it gets talked about. Like, I remember in the COD community being kind of joked about, like, you know, if someone's doing good, it's like, oh, he's on the Addy or something like that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, I guess just a refresher for what Adderall actually is. Um, it's essentially a, uh, what I think about it as the most overpowered caffeine pill is, is, is <laughs> yeah. basically what I, uh, attribute it to, um, coming from drugs.com. It contains a combination of amphetamine and dextroamphetamine, uh, both are central nervous system stimulants that affect chemicals in the brain and nerves that contribute to hyperactivity and impulse control. And they're used to treat ADHD and narcolepsy. It's basically a, like a little spike, and it keeps you laser focused. Is is essentially and and for a, a long time. It's meth. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's meth. Um, 
And, uh, you know, I, I know no, literally though their chemical, like it's chemical composition is almost like it's, yeah, it's very similar to meth. It <laughs> yeah. is an amphetamine. It is. So I know people who take it, who definitely don't have either of those conditions and took it f- to pull all nighters for exams and stuff like that. It's almost like a, uh, uh, like right. I said, an overpowered coffee. Um, <laughs> so that's that. So the question be, so the, where I kind of see this starting, um, was from a, uh, was from a, a a CSGO pro. Um he uh his name is Semphis and in the interview in 2015 following uh ESL one uh Cologne uh he mentioned that uh him and his whole team were on Adderall. Um I'll play the clip real quick for you just so you can get an idea of what he said exactly and then we can kind of talk about it. We so. like to do drugs when we play our games. Yeah. <laughs> so here we go. The ESL cones were kind of funny in my opinion, <laughs> I don't even care. We were all on Adderall. Like, well, I, don't, I don't even give a fuck. Like, it was pretty obvious, like, if you listen to the comms, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, like, people can hate it or whatever. Tons everyone of everyone do does it. Adderall at ESALN, right? Yeah. Okay. So throwing that out there for the fans. <laughs> Take it good. And um, you can hear it in the comms, right? Like, it, that's what was so funny to me. It was like, yo, such shit's calm so hectic. Like, yep. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that might clear up some of the questions of why yeah. it was like that. So of course, I mean, yeah. So a couple things. So there. is Adderall is Adderall currently banned in esports? Well, so that's where this gets a little tricky. So um, I guess to answer you, no. Um, the what the the article in which I found on Vice um, from uh, Emmanuel uh, Myberg. Uh, which this was written on July 2015. Um, that interview was from, uh, I'm trying to see where it was from. Uh, I think it was, uh, crap, I'm looking at, hold on, I, I, I want to get the name because I just, I don't want to mess this up. Uh, Launder's Sea Strike on YouTube was one of the interview, but Vice picked this up and wrote about it. Um, they said in the article that I have here um, that players aren't tested for drugs and the ESL uh, rule book doesn't name Adderall specifically, but says that, quote, to play a match, be it online or offline, under the influence of any drugs, alcohol, or other performance enhancers is strictly prohibited and may be punished with exclusion. Um, I found the section of the rule book where this was. Um, it is uh, the part of the rule book for ESL1 Cologne uh, 2014, uh, section 2.6, paragraph 4. Um, it's just that line. Um, so the, the, the questions that came after that were, is Adderall um, considered a... Uh, well, I guess, you know, let me get to the most more, more current situation. So in November 2018, a uh, streamer by the name of, uh, I think it's Taimu. Sorry if I mispronounced that. He plays for, or, or at the time, I don't know anything about the Overwatch League anymore. I haven't really quite kept tabs on it. But um, at the time of this clip, uh, he was playing for the Dallas Fuel Overwatch team. Um, he was streaming one day, and he was playing, and he said this. I have another clip for you here. Imagine if you use Adderall and then it gets banned in the league and then you're like There's probably like 20 players who use Adderall or so in the league and if if Imagine if it was illegal. It was illegal to completely use Adderall. They've been so fucked, dude. Okay, so if you didn't hear that, he, he said, imagine if you use Adderall and then it gets banned in the Overwatch League, and then you're like, there are probably 20 players who use Adderall in the League, and then imagine if it was illegal and to completely use Adderall, they'd be so fucked. That's what he said. Um, 
This was in November 2018 when this happened. And Emmanuel Myberg, who wrote the first article, also wrote an article regarding around this. Um, and he went a little bit further detail about this. He said uh, he kind of talked about what Adderall is. Um, and they, they were also talking about they don't know exactly what he's saying by this. Is he suggesting that... Uh, we don't know if he's suggesting that the same practice is common in the Overwatch League. He might be suggesting that if Blizzard, uh, who runs the Overwatch League, implemented a strict ban on drug players who use it with a prescription from a doctor to treat a disorder like ADHD, could be in trouble because they'd have to choose between either taking the drug or competing in the league, which is kind of a shame if that kind of thing happens because I know some of those players probably have ADHD and disorders where they actually need to take Adderall, but there's no way it's as widespread as everybody says it is. You know what I mean? Um, so... The question became, it was like, okay, is Adderall considered a performance enhancer? Now, if you ask Business Insider, more specifically Ben Gilbert of uh, Business Insider, in July 2015, uh, he says no. And uh, he had an article right here called, Here's Why Adderall is Taking Over the World of Professional Gaming. Uh, he says, uh, if you don't have ADHD, Adderall can help you stay up all night cramming for an exam or jamming on a thesis paper with its speed-like effects keeping you awake and energized. And it's this that draws esports players into the world of PEDs. Adderall could enable esports players to play for longer, more consistently, and with greater ability, or so they believe. In reality, any perceived performance benefits may be due, at least in part, to the placebo effect. As the Brain and Behavior paper points out, Adderall is more effective at correcting deficits than enhancing performance, making it relatively redundant for higher performers like professional esports players. So what are esports players getting from Adderall use? For players without actual ADHD, any significant performance-enhancing effect will be negligible in terms of the drug's active ingredients, but the placebo effect may be strong enough to make it meaningful. All that to say, even if it is chemically impacting users, the strong placebo effects may be enough to keep it in vogue. So he's suggesting that the Adderall itself doesn't give you superpowers, right? Like it's, it's not. Kind of so it kind of sounds like he's saying that they just need to research it more because. But I mean, it clearly has. It clearly has benefits, I feel like. Well, here, here's here's where I agree with him, and here's where I, I ab absolutely disagree with him here. He's right that it doesn't make you play better. What it does is it makes you play better and on the same level for longer. That's what Adderall does. It allows you to be super focused on something for longer periods of time that you normally wouldn't be able to do without the drug, which... I think he is severely overlooking in this article here and what and by what he's saying. So, yes, that it doesn't give you superpowers. It doesn't make you play better. It doesn't elevate your level of play. You know, look at Counter-Strike, which is so you need the fastest reflexes in the world. And studies show Adderall doesn't really enhance those reflexes. But with how long esports tournaments are, they are hours and days of just constant play, right? Fatigue is a absolute integral part of esports as a whole right now. And how do you combat that? Adderall. That's what it is. So I guess the way I'm looking at it, right, is you have guys taking Adderall who probably don't need Adderall, but they know that they can be on a same level, like really high top tier level of play for longer if they take the drug. But to me... Even if it doesn't quite give, you know, everybody heightened ability and better play like steroids in baseball, to me, if you have somebody not taking Adderall at all, they're at a disadvantage to at least the way I'm looking at it, because now that they're going to be suffering from the effects of fatigue, which might make them, you know, have some stupider decisions and gameplay. It happens. Mm -hmm. Everybody does it. 
But, you know, if he's playing, I guess, clean in, in this case, if we're going to consider Adderall a PED right now, um, then the person taking Adderall who doesn't need to be taking Adderall is, is giving themselves an advantage. Like I said, because it, it's giving them basically no fatigue. They can be up for days, dude. Like, that's yeah, what this does so to you. So I, I that's where I'm confused about what uh, Ben Gilbert here is saying on Business Insider. I mean, given this was four years ago, but even still, it's like, okay, does it give him, uh, does it heighten level of play? No, but they can stay consistent longer, which to me is an advantage. Like, especially I, for the yeah, hours of play that they're doing during one of these tournaments. That that's That's where I'm at here. So that's basically where we seem to be at the moment uh in terms of all this um that then that's kind of my side of it too um but honestly i i, I do want to compare this to like the steroid era in baseball and other peds because again is it going to affect a play no but it's an advantage i, I and i definitely want to hear your guys sides on this too after after that timeline there but that that's where i'm at here honestly that, that's really where i'm at in regards to all this uh, well the first thing i'm thinking is that they would have to they would have to very clearly define what a performance-enhancing drug is. And they would probably have to make... They would probably have to create an official list of, like, banned drugs. Right. So, and, and here, here's the other issue, too, and, and this is something I mentioned earlier, is that, yes, some people need the Adderall, like, for, for ADHD, narcolepsy, whatever it is. And I'm, I'm positive that there are esports athletes who um, have ADHD and need the Adderall and actually have a prescription to take the Adderall. And we don't want to punch them because it it would be a shame if Blizzard's like, okay, blanket, complete blanket ban on Adderall. Okay. Um, because then they probably wouldn't be able to play. They they probably have to give up their career because they're they're all you know, I know Adderall has been well, the center of addiction lately, but it is kind of a lifesaver for, for people who have those type of disorders. Well, I, I guess the question is is the Adderall allowing them to play at a regular level compared to everyone else? Or is it putting the people who need it at a level above everyone else? So you're, so, I mean, look at a hockey game, right? That's 60 minutes and a football game. That's 60 minutes, right? So that's 60 minutes of play and right. fatigue is absolutely a factor. Like, you know, in hockey, you can tell when a line is gas and they need to get off the ice and switch out. Right. Right. To me, I equate like, would they be allowed to take Adderall like to to be a little bit better at or any type of drug? Like if they took a steroid that allowed them to not be fatigued as easily, that would be illegal, right? I think we'd be we'd be agreed that that would be something that you probably wouldn't want to well, see. Well, I say it, it is like Adderall is illegal in sports right. because of the not only the fatigue thing, but in terms of actual athletes, it also masks pain. Right. So, but yeah, like I, it, it's. Main thing again is for fatigue, which I, and when and when you compare it like that in a hockey game, like that would definitely give them an advantage. Like right. if you could have better stamina, so, better fatigue. So I guess like like Zach. So the, I guess to answer your question, so let's say you are the number one Counter Strike player in the world. Which God help you if you are. Like let's say you are the <laughs> number one Counter Strike player in the world. There's no contest. You stream all the time. You constantly just shit on people and ESEA, ESL, all those leagues. Right? You are just there. So now it's time for you and your team to go to a tournament, to a LAN, right? Let's say it's in, you know, at the dream hack or something like that, right? So let's say that you have to play for three days and you have, you know, two hour matches or one and a half hour matches, something like that. You know what I mean? Like you play so many matches in a day. 
right? Like for COD tournaments, it was ridiculous. Like you play so long in COD tournaments. At least it used to be when it was open. Um, you would play so long. Definitely a lot longer than like a typical hockey game, right? So to combat the fatigue that you're feeling from playing all those matches, you take Adderall. Now you can play at the top of your game consistently with little to no effects of fatigue. That's where yeah. you're at. And that's so what I, I'm curious is, is that considered an advantage? To me, it is. Because, I, again, I agree, it's, yeah. not, it's not heightening your level of play. It's keeping you consistent on that higher level of play for basically as long as you fucking want. Like, that's yeah, really what it is. Ma- you're able to maintain your highest level of play for much longer than anybody else. Um, and like you said before, that's why like I disagree with the article because... You're, as we're saying, like it's not technically making you better at what you're doing, but you can do it as good as you possibly can for the longer. And I think, like that's not because it's not natural, um, and it's a drug is doing that. I think that it should be illegal and like should be banned, um, from esports and from like and obviously it isn't regular sports because, um, it's not. You're not getting an advantage per, um, like you said, like every single play or something like that. But as time goes on, there's that advantage there. So yeah, uh, for me, that's how I feel about it. Yeah, um, so, at least. I mean, let 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 let's compare it to like drug scandals and sports. Like, if we put it side by side to the steroid era of baseball, are we seeing similarities between these two? Um, I mean, the thing about the steroid era in baseball is that you could, that was one of those things where like, essentially on every play, uh, there was a, you had, you had a advantage over another player, I guess. Well, actually I shouldn't say that. So how do I word this? Um, so essentially like if you're a batter and you're taking steroids, you didn't essentially have an advantage over a pitcher, but you would have a better chance of being better than other batters. And I think because of the drug, I think that should be illegal. Um, so for me, like comparing steroids like that do stuff like that to enhance performance. So performance enhancing drug, essentially. Um, I think it's a little bit different than Adderall. It's, it's hard for me to word this, but it, like it's different, but it's the same at the same time because it's not, essentially affecting it might not be affecting the game as strongly but there is an effect that you're getting that is helping you that other people don't have and that should be illegal because at the end of the day competition should be about you're the best that you again all naturally about the best of yourself and the best of another person or another team mm-hmm. like it there shouldn't be effects that make you better or something like that um so i I guess what what would you propose for this kind of thing if we if we if we consider adderall to be an advantage how do we combat this because i keep saying that there are people who need this like so that can't alienate people who need it right and and right i I know zach hates this and i think we're vulnerable we hate blanket bans on on a lot of things in sports zero tolerance policies do not work and they 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 don't and 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 it, it it gets really annoying and you see it happen all the time in sports even in fucking wrestling like they have a wellness policy in the wwe following chris benoit's tragic death right 
and you'll see guys get banned not because they took steroids but because they took something they didn't know was illegal in the wellness right. policy like just they were prescribed Which by a, a big, doctor yeah so that, that's a big problem across sports right and and that's across sports so it's like how do you combat the people who don't need Adderall shouldn't be taking Adderall but people who need the Adderall have to take it because I guess does it then give yeah. the people who are prescribed the the Adderall an advantage even if they do need it, does that give them an advantage technically? right I mean right so it, I would it's, say no it's a tough question <laughs> I would know I would say no originally because there's start like the people who don't have ADHD or something like that and are taking the Adderall already have the capability of being focused on something for a decent exactly. period of time the people with ADHD don't that's the whole point right. is that the Adderall is supposed to keep them focused because generally they wouldn't be able to avoid watching a bird fly through past a window within the middle of like an exam or something like that you know what i mean like that they yeah. just wouldn't be able to do it like so i would say no originally but it is a tough call for this kind of thing so it, I, it I, is uh, it's like the question i asked before does does the person who needs the adderall does them taking it bring them above like the regular like the, the baseline like ability to play i, I guess I, I would say no just because they're starting below that baseline I, I I agree with you, I, I, but, but, but it's but tough. It tough. It, but it's tough to know. It's, it's tough to say because that would take probably hundreds of scientific studies right. to even determine that. Because it's a pretty broad question as it is. I mean, I, I, but I mean, I, I think we all know somebody with ADHD or some type of ADD, and 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 you can see them struggle if you if you're close with them and you kind of hang out with them, you can see how quickly they can turn right. their no, attention absolutely. to different things. You know, it, it's 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 a really <laughs> it's a really bad way to be, and it kind of sucks to be that way, and that's where. Adderall is a good thing. Again, you can get addicted to this stuff. It can really hurt you. But if you're taking it the right way, it can really help you and bring you to, hypothetically speaking, it's supposed to bring you to that baseline level of where a normal person would be in terms of concentration and how long they can concentrate for. That That's supposed to be the idea. Whether or not it is or if they're above that or whatever, yeah, you're absolutely right. It would probably take hundreds yeah. if not thousands of 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 scientific studies and tons of tax dollars and, and and fucking years to do and really narrow down because there's so many factors to how this all is handled it, it, it's a really weird call because let's say then that blizzard implements a thing where it's like okay if you don't have a signed essentially doctor's note like prescription for adderall because you absolutely need the adderall we're not gonna let you use adderall and we are going to drug test you right um are people then going to figure out ways to get fake fucking prescriptions? Uh, right, exactly. And that's exactly what I was about to say, is that the the other issue with this is that I feel like it would be relatively easy to claim that, you know, uh, hypothetically again, like, oh, I have ADHD. Like, I feel like it's pretty, it, it would kind of be a little bit easy to get past that. So I don't, <laughs> it's such a tough thing, but as Zach said, like, yeah, it's, it's, you can't, there's no way to know because the other thing with it is like, I, of course, there's going to be different different severities as well, like in terms of ADHD and stuff like that. So like, somebody might be worse than somebody else's. So like, mm -hmm. if the person that is not as bad takes it, does that then put them over? Like, I, again, you there's, I don't think there's any way to easily tell. Like, and I think it's always going to be like this. Like you you can never know, but if you unban this or if and esports um you know continue this like i think it would people might try to take advantage of it and kind of get those doctor's notes or whatever and get those prescriptions um that was the thing i was going to bring up because i think 
it's I don't want to say easy, but like I feel like you can definitely like kind of finesse your way into like a doctor prescribing you something. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I guess I do want to bring in a couple other uh, other thoughts um, from other people who uh, who who um, who chimed in on some of these articles. Um, so uh, in the article uh, from where the Counter Strike Pro, um, uh, sorry, I keep losing the name, Tempest, uh, was talking about him and his team being on Adderall during ESL uh, ESL one. Um, they apparently asked ESL's managing director at the time, uh, Michael Blickers. Sorry if I, I said that incorrectly. Um, he said that uh, earlier this year, ESL's managing director, Michael Blickers, said drug abuse wasn't a big problem for the organization. He says, I do know players who take Valium to calm their nerves, but that's the extent of it. I don't think that as a whole, players reach for drugs thinking that they will improve performance. He suggests Isn't Valium a pretty strong sedative. Yeah, right. Yeah, yes. like it's supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, they're just popping Valiums after the game. It's all right. So, but it's the same thing because I I feel like again as these people are saying like it's not technically a performance enhancer, but like I feel like you could definitely play better if you're not as nervous. Like right. I feel, well, I think it could go both ways actually. But like because I feel like sometimes nerves help, but. Like and then you get too relaxed, but I think also like if you're so nervous you can't concentrate, like taking something to help that gives you an advantage. But like at the same time, so it's like people know their body for the most part, you know. So yeah. like, let's say you're taking Valium for a while and you kind of know how you react to it. So let's say you get to a point where you're taking Valium and you're able to be completely calm and you're able to still play at the level you can and you don't have to worry about, um, you know, losing your nerves and making a bad play. Does it then make that illegal? Like that kind of thing. Right. Like, do they let stuff like that in sports? I mean, it's no different than like the marijuana conversation, which is something I did want to yeah. bring up. Um, I did too. With 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 marijuana, right? That that calms you down for the most part, unless you have like a bad lace. And it's like, would you allow people to do that before a game? Like, even like a real sport, or I, I shouldn't say real sport. Esports is real sports, but like, I, I mean, like a like baseball or football or hockey, yeah, like stuff like that. Yeah. Like, the answer is no at the moment, right? And and I would probably prefer it to say no honestly um and so like if you have people taking valium how is that not like a concern i guess is my my question to that and then um to the uh comment from uh, um, uh timeout from uh the overwatch league uh from november 2018 um they apparently also asked the overwatch Lo- uh, overwatch league commissioner uh nate nanzer um, he told Shaq News that he's yet to see a scientific report that says that there's any substance that makes people better at playing video games. It's something we'll continue to evaluate and keep our eyes on as esports grows and evolves and as more studies come out on what potentially can affect the performance of video games. We haven't seen studies on that yet. I think you're looking way too specifically. <laughs> what you should be focused yeah. on is what it's doing to the body. It has nothing to do with it does it make somebody better at video games. If it gives them any type of over-the-top physical or mental advantage, it's probably bad for video games. Like, it's probably an advantage for video games. At least I would think so. So, yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Because it's something that gets talked about and almost joked about for the most part. But it seems like that none of the commissioners seems to be concerned about this at the moment. It's really strange. I, again, totally understandable if you want to wait for studies to come out about Adderall. I, I understand they're always looking to see what, what, what these type of drugs do to people and what effect they have on them. But I think this is just way too lax at the moment. I mean, if it's really as high strung as everyone says it is, like a lot of people are taking it. Why are we not talking about this more? That's my question here. Because I, I don't like I said, I really don't like a zero tolerance policy. I think we're on agreement to that. But at, yeah, at the same time, I, yeah. I feel like it's like, well, if, if people are taking Adderall, then when they don't need to, 
then they're at an advantage. So wh- why yeah. are we not talking about this? Yeah, and, well, and you said with the same thing, like with um, weed, and and I I actually would like to like pull up a list, um, and I'm sh- it would be so much, so it's like hard to do, but like of all the banned substances across sports, because I would kind of be curious, like what they're banning. So obviously they're going to ban everything that they deem performance enhancing, but are they banning the stuff for, um, or all the stuff I should say for, you know, your nerves or yeah. (laughs) Like, so I feel like what, like bringing this up is going to kind of put us on a tangent, but I'm going to do it anyway. Like this whole weed thing, um, we're seeing, uh, Josh Gordon and I'm not speculating that the last thing was because of that, but it was in the past, um, had suspensions for, um, you know, marijuana and stuff like that. And he, uh, last week just got suspended again. A lot of speculation that it's because of that, uh, you know, weed or something Which again, is a shame, but by the way. very, yeah, it's, exactly. um, it's somebody, me and Bobby, I don't know for really what reason, I kind of had a soft spot for him because when, the thing for me is like, he really has so much talent. Oh it was just that I feel like, Number one, uh, you know, he had a lot of stuff going on that was affecting him and hurting him, well, obviously, the suspensions. And number two, he wasn't getting put in the right situations to succeed. Um, I mean, he played for the Browns, who have had some really bad quarterbacks and was doing really well on that. Um, went to the Patriots, and I don't want to – I mean, it didn't, I guess, work out in the grand scheme of things, but that's also because, you know, Belichick coaches a certain way and the and what the Patriots – do in the NFL is so different from the NFL. I mean, they, they're using fourth-string running backs every other play, and it just doesn't make sense. And um, so I think it's hard, especially for wide receivers, um, besides, I guess, like Edelman, um, to succeed with the – to really, really succeed with the Patriots. You can be good, but um, over the top. So it's tough, but stuff like that, like I don't know – so it's 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 kind of a tough thing especially with the marijuana because why i guess i would be curious like why it's being smoked or, or i guess I, I don't yeah like taken by these players it's like is it because of a certain reason like is it helping you with something or are you just doing it because you want to get high you know what i mean like I would want to know like what the reason they're taking it is and then kind of see if like if what if the re I feel like some there might be some reasons that are good enough to be like okay there's a reason you're using that that's fine but then there's other reasons like okay there's no need for that that's punishable whatever I guess that would be my thing I, I mean um, I know from a non-athletic standpoint a lot of the reason for anxiety is some pain management either with like arthritis or 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 hell I people use start using cannabis oil for for cancer treatment. Yeah. Um, so I know about that. And I also know anxiety is a big one, if not the biggest one, um, to calm anxiety and depression, um, because it can yeah. kind of mellow you out a little bit, um, you know, depending on what, what, what exactly it is you're smoking. But I know that's the big one. Um, and I'm sure that it, it, it you know, it would have a, a pretty okay effect on players besides, I guess, you know, some people get like over the top high and don't know really where they are. Yeah, but like so if you if you if you if we're looking at just the like calming of the nerves factors here, it'd be good for athletes in that regard and the pain management stuff. Like, I mean, it's 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 definitely 
I think everybody at this point is in agreement that like you know smoking a joint is definitely better than taking a lot of the pills that they keep trying to give exactly. these guys. So exactly, you know, and and then that's where you know the MLB has stepped in and finally like, essentially legalized it for the league, um, treating yeah. it almost like alcohol. But it, it, you know, if people start turning to marijuana versus a lot of these pills, we're gonna start seeing um, probably longer careers. We're probably gonna start seeing just you know less people falling to addiction and stuff like that. And it's gonna be great for that for that kind of thing. But it's definitely something you probably wouldn't want to have during a game like from a league standpoint like same yeah thing with the valium or, or or the adderall so again it's it's interesting um and and really with nhl too like when canada legalized it mm. there was a lot of talk and we mentioned it before in the podcast i think riley cote and carcillo were big advocates of you know it is it's a better alternative it's a it's a really good alternative for you know these pills that you could be taking and um it's really unfortunate because we see a lot of players uh they have you know i I think i brought this on the podcast before um derek bugard uh passed away because of an overdose of of drugs because of he was just taking painkillers because he was in so much pain and obviously an addiction started and um one you know how many pills whatever amount he was taking wasn't good enough. So he stepped it up and stepped it up until it eventually killed him. And it's like in situations like that, I feel like marijuana, if it's giving you the positive effects that everybody talks about, I I mean, obviously that's better. Um, there's of course a stigma around uh, marijuana from a lot of people. And maybe that's what needs to but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I think that, Again, it's a better alternative now. Um, as you're saying, though, like, is it if it's being used in games? What's the what's the thing there? I don't know. Um, like, I, I guess if again, it's one of those things where you have to see where the line is. Like, is it giving an uh, an advantage? I was, and I'm gonna be very vague about this because I can't remember where I seen it. I think it was something from the NFL. And a player basically came out and said, "Yeah, like, yeah, I smoked before every single game, like, and never oh, got in trouble for it." Oh guy, yeah, I can't remember who that was, but <laughs> oh, yeah, that was recently. Hold on, I'm gonna find this. Was that Steve Smith? I I can't remember, but but yeah, like that had come out. But then, so um, I was listening to the Pat McAfee uh, podcast, who was a former punter for the uh, the um, Colts. Uh, and this guy's with Bar, you know, was with Barstool. I don't know if he's still with Barstool or not. Percy but- Harvin. Per- oh, yeah, yeah, Percy Harvin. I knew it was a wide receiver. I just couldn't think of who it was. There, he said there's not a game I played in that I wasn't high. Yeah. How long was and his career? I don't – I mean, he was around for a while. He definitely uh, – He was the kicker. In the 2009 by yeah. the Vikings, won a Super Bowl with the Seahawks so, in 2014. Yeah, so uh, I was going to say that uh, yeah, he played for the Vikings for a while. He last appeared he in the NFL his- in 2016, so he had a near 10-year career. Yeah. Um, he clearly timed his test well. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, so that's what I'm gonna bring up with the Pat McAfee thing. So, um, Pat McAfee basically got arrested for public intoxication, and because of that, had to go into the uh, uh, the program that um, the NFL puts out. And he was comparing this to the whole Josh Gordon thing, where essentially you get tested like eight. I think he said like eight times a month or something like that. You have to do all these different things. Like it's very intense. Um, if there's even a trace of anything, like you're done. And it's kind of crazy. I mean, he was saying like he would literally 
one time got a call at like four o'clock in the morning. He's like, the guy was like, yeah, I'm standing outside. You need like a, take a, basically a piss test. You have a two hour window that starts now, blah, blah, blah. Go the like, it's fuck very away. Intense. It's four in the morning. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah like, it is very intense. And, and I will always, Pat McAfee and his podcast and what he does, it's amazing. Like he's very insightful. I will always, I will always um, praise him and stuff like that. So, it's just, like I said, hearing the story, and this was kind of the first time I had heard about, like, that policy and stuff like that, and what actually has to be done, and it's, it's fucking insane, and, like, um, you know, he, and this was for alcohol, like, he literally said, like, he couldn't drink or anything, like, any alcohol in the system he was, um, gonna get in trouble for, he was talking about how, um, he went to a, he went back to West Virginia where he went to college, and it was something like, the guys there were, sh- I don't, I don't know if they were smoking weed or not. They were smoking something, but like he couldn't have it, so he brought like this, th- this I forget what it is, but it like he was smoking it, and it was literally like there was nothing in it, and it was so bad for you. Like th- <laughs> the chemicals in it was like worse than anything. So I just feel like it's so over the top, and like in terms of the marijuana debate, like I just, <laughs> I'll be honest, like. I'm not. I wanted would want to do more research and yes. and really see, I'll but I just don't think there should be this like big thing about that. In in my opinion, like I feel like sometimes like and I and I'm probably like I'm over exaggerating. I think, but I feel like the leagues treat marijuana like they would treat like a steroid for like a P uh PED like. It's it's equally as bad when it's fucking not. <laughs> like that's how I feel. It's... They need to treat it like alcohol. Yeah, that's what I I believe. Yeah, I think so. I um, I should be able to go out and have a beer after a goddamn game. Fuck's sake. I mean, yeah, I think you can, but it, it's it, it's all. I don't even know what the rules are. I don't even want to know because I'm sure I'm just gonna want to cry. I mean, I think yeah, I drink mean... drinking is fine, but again, in McAfee's case, it was because he was publicly intoxicated, so that's why he was. Um, which is, is, I mean, not for nothing. It's a crime. Like you get arrested well, for that. So, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> well, that's a whole another gray area. It is. Yes, it is. Get into that. Yes, it is. Well, I was gonna say like the whole thing with this is like he. It's kind of like a a meme he's almost created of himself. But like, mm-hmm. um, it was so bad. Like he was so drunk that he ended up in a river in Pittsburgh. Um, so, or I think it was Pittsburgh, something. So, like, it was a big thing, and he got arrested for it. So, like, I get, like, why they are monitoring him and Dude, stuff if, like if that. If someone's was... that wasted, you need, to, you need to get them home. They don't need to go to fucking jail. <laughs> no. They need to go home. <laughs> yeah, just take them home, just fucking, just lay them down, put them so, Did he so hurt anybody? Was he dangerous? Just take him the fuck home. Put, so, put him on I'm their gonna... side, you know, that whole thing. So, uh, essentially, the, uh, whole... Uh, the whole meme he's created is like it's a picture of him, his mugshot, and it just says allegedly. Yeah. Uh, he allegedly, just <laughs> allegedly jumped into this the lake. Water. Um. So, but again, I just feel like they're over treating this. I guess, yeah. and it's just like you're you're comparing this to like a friggin' like performance enhancing drug, and 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 maybe there is advantages, but it's not like well, the way you're treating it. The NFL him. to prioritize the complete wrong thing. Uh, yeah, I was gonna oh, say gee, friggin', I was gonna say the friggin' NFL has more problems than that. But mm-hmm. um, bringing it back full circle to really Adderall and and esports, I think that 
as we've said before, I think that, um, again, for the people that need it, I think they should be taking it, but you, it, there's definitely, it, the articles that Bobby got, I think they're definitely discounting the effects that it could actually have, um, <laughs> I won't do this, but I was going to say, I would be interesting to just kind of feel what that feels like, like playing video games, like we play video games all the time, like, um, and after a while, I'm just kind of like checked out. Like I'm just like, this is whatever. Oh, you now. could definitely pull it on there. Like it means I'm oh, talking yeah. about playing cards later, and I, I honestly think he could just completely swing the table. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm like, it, I would just, I would never do it, but like I, it is interesting to me, and uh, and maybe um, I'm a little too curious. I don't know, but just like, don't, don't you dare. Oh, I'm not. I'm not gonna do it. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> a lot of this stuff, like, I'm very curious about no, because, like, it's I'm so over talked about, and I'm, I'm like, you. I wonder how that affect me. Yep. You know? No, I'm, I'm absolutely with you on that one. Yep. But um, but yeah, I, I think uh, for uh, I guess to give an answer to this whole thing, I think for me, um, I I think it ca- should kind of be a banned substance and um in esports now i think there should be like and this is maybe tough but i think there should be like that silver lining or that other side for the people there should definitely it. be some sort of regulation for it yeah. for sure oh I mean, yeah yeah yeah. Easily. it shouldn't just be yeah you can take it whatever i don't give a fuck like you know do drugs yeah. have fun <laughs> yeah no i agree with that, that do that's drugs, a good, kids yeah, you guys that's a good way it. to put it that's a good way to put it though there definitely needs to be some regulation on it if anything you know um because, I mean, with, if there's someone taking Adderall and they're finishing first place in every tournament, every game. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Again, I mean, if you're furnishing first place every time, no matter what you're on, I mean, you're just a freak of nature as it is. Yep. No. Yeah. Totally agree. But, yeah, it's hard to say. It's hard to say what the answer is for that because. It's going to take someone to People die. need it and, and some people are using it to enhance their play, so. Yep. It, it's tough because uh, this is like a very vague statement. Statement, but like every, <laughs> every situation has its own situation. Like nothing, there's nothing that's like the same. So like, what might work for somebody might not work for anything else. Or like, what might be enforced in a league, like it might be different for something else. Like the effects. So it's tough to really narrow down. But um, I mean that's. That's how it is, really, yeah. and and as far as sports or as far as esports, rather, um, as Zach said, it's a good way to put it. I think it needs to be regulated better. And like the fact that you pulled that interview or the with the, I'm sorry, the commissioner you said or something. Uh, yes, yeah, so um, it was in the. They mentioned the uh stuff in the articles, the two articles that I pulled from. Uh, I think from both of them are from Vice. Yeah, so both from Vice. Um, one of them was uh, ESL's managing director, uh, Michael Blickers, Matt, and um, yeah, yeah, him. Overwatch League, like, uh, Nate Enzer. Yeah, like the fact that like the way he said it was just kind of appalling oh I know players take Valium but that's it <laughs> like yeah like it, that's very appalling to me <laughs> yeah and may, and uh the Ben Gilbert was the writer for the Business Insider article where he's like yeah Adderall's not a PED it's like well eh yeah you're kind of right but not really so right right, I don't right. Know. at least that's the way I'm looking at it anyway um and with that we will end the discussion there and move on to our uh picks for this week oh uh, picks, we missed... picks, picks. yeah i was gonna say we missed last week because no podcast um because we suck at but this. i feel like i haven't given an update on the standings in a while so i'm gonna i'm gonna do that because uh 
need to keep people informed. So Brandy's still in first place with 29 points. He's 29 and 21, but your boy is catching up. Uh, I've made some strides over the past two weeks to close the gap. I'm at 28 points, 27 and 23. Bobby, got some work to do, but I will say you've been hitting a lot recently. So you're at 21 points, so it's 21. I'm the late uh, comeback, 21, right? I'm just, I, I come back late. I come back down the home stretch, all right? <laughs> um, so, yeah, we have uh, four games on the slate this week. Uh, the huge game um, in the terrible NFC East this year, the Dallas Cowboys at the Philadelphia Eagles. Dallas uh, is favored in that game by two and a half points. I should say when I pulled this, they were favored by two and a half points. It always changes. Uh, then we got Green Bay versus Minnesota. Minnesota is a five and a half favorite, which is a little weird to me. Um, but anyway. Uh, then we have uh, the meme game that I had to add. The one and what are they? One and twelve, one and thirteen. Cincinnati Bengals versus the three and uh, three and I think twelve Miami Dolphins. It's the ultimate tank ball. <laughs> um, and then finishing it off with a big uh, top ten matchup in college basketball this weekend: um, Ohio State versus Kentucky. So uh, I have Brandy's picks as well, so he's not going to be left out. Um, but let's start off with the Eagles Dallas game. Um, I am two... so fucking excited for this goddamn game. I was gonna say, like, being from this area, and I'm sure you can see it from across the nation. But you know, this game every time it happens, whenever the Eagles play the Cowboys, it is legit a huge deal. Like yep. in this area, that's that's all anybody talks about. It doesn't about. matter if both teams are out of the playoffs. If these two are fighting yeah, each other, it's, it is the it's, absolute Super Bowl of the Eagles fan yeah. season. And I, and I don't know if it's because they want to just be different or something, but I feel like we have a lot of uh, Cowboys fans in like the, the um, South Jersey area. Um, so, like I said, I don't know if it's because they want to hate the Eagles or something, but... Dude, the Cowboys are just like the Bills, man. They have, like, just fans throughout the country. Like, they have yeah. they have a cult following of fans, just like the well, Bills do. Well, it's, it's America's team, so... Which, you America's know. team! <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, anyway... America's team! <laughs> uh, well, I was gonna say, yeah, that's, that's something that uh, I don't agree yeah, with. Yeah, that's but, a reach. Please. But anyway, so this game is huge. Dallas wins this game. That uh, eliminates Philly. Philly wins this game. It doesn't eliminate Dallas, but I believe Philly would have to lose next week to the Giants, and um, Dallas would have to beat the Redskins, which is not out of the wrong possibility, of course, but um, this game is really going to to determine that. I, I really wanted to see, by the way, a team go 7-9 or nine and win the NFC East. Like, that's – I really want that. <laughs> like, yeah. I think that's so dumb. Like, there's teams, um, you know, like the friggin' uh, – uh, I know the Cardinals – I think the Cardinals went 7-9 and nine one year and made the playoffs, right? Yes. I don't know if they won their division, but they did make the playoffs it's, with the losing yes. record. Well, I, I would assume it would be their division because – well, I don't know. Either way, like, it's so undeserving. I hate that because that's why I like in other sports with, like, the whole conference, one through eight or whatever. Um, I, I don't really like the divisions because you have a division like this, but then you look at the friggin' um, NFC West, you've got two teams that are 11 and three, and one of them is going to be a wild card team. Well, and... it's like you have the Falcons who have one win against the Saints, the Panthers, and the Bucks, and they're four and nine. Yeah. <laughs> Um, like, they beat every team in their division, and they're four and nine. Like, yeah, 
Uh, so, but again, this is going to be a huge game. Uh, looking forward to it. Um, I'll start off. I feel like this game is in Philly. Um, man, the uh, they the Eagles played the Redskins last week, and they did not. They it took them a while to turn up, they and then they finally did. They always have to make it interesting. By the way, and and. The, and the game ended, I think, in a ninth-point spread, but it was really closer because the last play of the game was one of those, you know, fumble sixes, which is so dumb. Oh, my God. You know someone broke a bar stool in Vegas when you did that, Oh, too. but that's the thing. That happened. Those backdoor covers happen all the time. Yeah, and it's just like, it's so Jesus. Bad. It's so it's dumb. It's so bad. Oh, it feels um, bad. But, no, for I me, it. I think Philly... I think this game being in Philly just kind of sways me. Also, Dak has a shoulder injury, which he says I'll be fine with. But he also last week had apparently has like a small fracture in his thumb or something. I don't know. I'm just kind of taking that all in. And for me, it just feels like a game Philly is going to win. I have him winning 23-17. And let me just give Brendy's real quick. He has uh, Eagles also winning as well, 27-24. Bobby, what do you have? Okay, I'm going against the grain here. Um, it's going to be uh, an absolute barn burner. Um, but I have Dallas taking this one 27-24. Um, literally the only reason is because Dallas, even though I hate them and I, I do want to see the Eagles win this one, um, I just I can't stand the idea of Jason Garrett in the playoffs again. Um, <laughs> I just I, I, I can't bear it. I, I can't look at that man anymore. So um, I just here's the thing. At the end of the day, Dallas still has a lot of the weapons that the Eagles just don't have right now because they have just completely Injuries. caught the injury bug this year. Yeah. And, and as much as Carson Wentz has still been absolutely unbelievable, that pat that one bullet pass that he had in the end zone last yes. week was what a Insane. rocket. That that was such a good pass. I watched uh, unbelievable. that. I was actually I was in um I was in Delaware. Um, doing some Christmas shopping, and I was in like a sports shop, and they had the game on. I stopped to watch it for a little bit because the Eagles were in the red zone, and I I completely lost sight of the ball. I thought it got picked off, but no, it was an absolute laser touchdown. Um, reminding me Carson Wentz still can do it, man. You know, it's been tough with him this season, and I've been on the edge about him over the past few weeks. Um, but he's still here, man, and he could definitely do some damage. I just don't know if they're gonna be able to finish the job with Dallas. I kind of have a feeling Dallas is going to have a runaway lead at the end. The Eagles are going to get hot toward the later uh, part of the second half. And, you know, Dallas is in the Eagles are just not going to be able to come back from it. So I think Dallas has this one, even though I hate to say that out loud. No, I actually think that's possible because I feel like the Eagles have, it takes them like a half to finally get going. <laughs> yep, it, it so. is. It, they're very streaky. They're extremely streaky. And especially with the injury bug, they, they can't be as consistent as you would like to see them be. And you know, really, who's carrying them at this point? I think it's Goddard, right? Um, yeah, it, he's been a really good weapon for them. And which yes, was Ertz, the thing. Ertz is there, but Ertz is good for red zone, and that, that's essentially it. So, so my my uh, uncle is a Redskins fan, and he, he was just he was pissed because he's like, you know, they're just gonna throw to their two tight ends, like that's what all they and their running back. That's all they were doing all game. Then they had that one wide receiver. Um, well, this has been the Patriots for the past couple of years with Gronk. I can't I mean, think of his name. Who yeah. finally started catching passes? For oh, the Whiteside. Eagles, all game. Whiteside. No, 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 no. That because no, I had him in fantasy yes, and he, he had nothing. Yes, it he was did. the other one. Yeah, I <laughs> it was the other name. one. Um. So, uh, yeah, I think that. Um, I, I agree with you. The injury bug has been crazy with them this year. Um, the next game we have is the Monday Night Football game, which is going to be huge for seeding in the NFC. It's the uh, it's the Packers and the Vikings. Um, the Vikings, both teams are already in the playoffs, but obviously um, it's going to be who 
for who wins its division. He gets to play golf uh, the week before the playoffs start. Yeah, really. Um, <laughs> the Packers currently have a one-game lead in the division, but that can all change. Uh, so <clears throat> I'll uh, I'll start off. Like I said, a little bit. I'm a little bit interested by the uh, by the betting lines in this. Um, favored five and a half to the Vikings or minus five and a half to the Vikings. Uh, it's also weird to me too because I'm pretty sure Dalvin Cook isn't going to be playing, which is huge. So that's why I'm like really confused why that is. Having said all that, though, I do think they're going to win. Um, I have them winning thirty-four to twenty-four. Like I said, just interesting to me. Um. But I kind of want this them to win just because I want the last game of the season to come down to like who's going to win that division, and that's going to have a big effect on the uh, playoff, the uh, you know the playoff rankings. Um, Brundy has the Packers winning thirty to twenty, and Bobby, what do you got? All right, so I got Green Bay winning this one twenty eight twenty. I'm a lot bigger of a believer in 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 the Packers than I am the Vikings at the moment. Um, just because literally just because of Aaron Rodgers. And I know uh, defense hasn't been quite a thing for them. They kind of started to figure it out, but they don't quite have it. So I do think Minnesota is still going to kind of unload on them just a tiny bit. At the end of the day, I mean, the Packers offense is just straight clutch at this point. Um, Aaron Rodgers does have weapons at his disposal, and I think he'll use them the best ability, especially with a game like this with a lot on the line um, for seeding. So I I think he's just going to pull this one out for Green Bay, and I got them 28-20. The next game, as I said before, Tech Bowl. <laughs> I'm so excited. I, I, I like. I remember in the um the NFL preview show we did, I said that this game is going to be really important in terms of who gets number one overall pick. Um, and currently the Bengals are you know, have one win and the and the Dolphins have three. So with two games left, it's looking good. However, things can change. And that's why, for my pick, I'm picking the Cincinnati Bengals to win twelve to ten. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Oh my god! You're I'm just only doing picking this for the memes. Fuck you. No, 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 no. I'm only picking this because the the Bengals should want to lose this game, but I know they're do- they'll win this game, so they fuck everything up. Yep. Because they would have the if they lose this game, they have the number one pick. They pick, you know, maybe two. I don't know now with the injury, or whatever. Or what's his name from LSU, right? I think uh, Joe Burrow, yeah. yeah. One of those, like, you you take your franchise quarterback, whatever. But it's the Bengals, and they just know how to fuck things up, and that's literally the only reason I'm picking them to win this game. Uh, I see them kicking four field goals and winning, <laughs> so that's why I have them winning 12 to 10. Oh, uh, let's see. Brundy has Miami winning 30 to 24. Having said that, though, I will say that I could definitely see, like, Fitzpatrick throwing for six, six touchdowns this game. Like, no joke. So, we'll have to see. <laughs> but I just that's a feeling I have. But uh, what do you have? Cincinnati completes the tank. Miami kicks the shit out of them 28 to 10. And Devontae <laughs> Parker has three of those touchdowns. That's what I got here. Oh, my guy. <laughs> like, Randy I, Moss Jr. Like, Miami can pull it off. And I think they kind of just want to lay one final beat down before they go home. And Cincinnati, it doesn't matter. Complete the tank. Fulfill your destiny. Get your goddamn quarterback. Please, dear God, get rid of Andy Dalton once and for all. Take him out like old Yeller. Get him out of your franchise. <laughs> get him out of your team. Let it be done and over with and start anew again. Because, oh, my God, it, it's such it's so bad watching you guys play. Like, Joe Mixon and A.J. Green, I feel so bad for you, too. I am so sorry. Okay, moving on. Yeah. So anyway, there you go. Um, but, yeah, I, it's just going to be a funny game to watch. Um, last game, college basketball, OSU versus Kentucky. 
Um, oh, so Ohio State this year has kind of come out of nowhere, uh, like Michigan as well. I believe, I think uh, Ohio State was ranked to begin the year. I'm not actually positive about that, but they've shot up the rankings. Uh, Kentucky has always been Kentucky, but they've had a couple of tough losses this year. Uh, but it's a five versus six. This game is played on a neutral site in Vegas at T-Mobile Arena. Um, just going by winner this game. Uh, I have Kentucky winning. Um, this was a tough call for me though, because again, <clears throat> excuse me, I think Kentucky has not looked as good as they have in the past this year. And uh, there's a lot of, uh, talk about Calipari and like, is he the real, it, it is, should he be staying around this and that? Um, that's calmed down a little bit, but after their, uh, loss, when they were the one seed against Evansville, who I've never fucking heard of before, um, I mean, this is when that talk started. Uh, so I, I do think just kind of based on history of the past and how Kentucky plays in big games though, I do have them winning. Um, and Brendy has them winning as well, but Bobby is a little bit opposite. So why are you picking OSU? So. I am not the most informed about college basketball, so please forgive me if this sounds like an uninformed opinion, but anytime I have situations like this where I need to pick a winner or I need to kind of make predictions on something I really don't know about, which happens a little bit often, um, I go off numbers. Um, it's the easiest way to do it. And Which I, is good. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I, I would hope everyone kind of looks at that first, but I, I guess I, I try and look for a specific trend that stands out to me. That's usually my method for this kind of thing. And what I've noticed about Ohio State, I mean, yes, they have more wins and, and whatever the hell, um, at the moment, right? But I also looked at their at their uh, players, and I noticed that um, a lot of those guys that that whole starting five, they are all of them are scoring, like every single one of them. Whereas you see yeah. in, in Kentucky that they maybe have two players they rely on mostly in that regard. So to me, it just seems like from from a well rounded perspective, the Ohio State has it. So if they can just have everybody turn up like they have been all season so far. I think this is going to be a pretty easy win for them in Kentucky, unless Kentucky can pull one, pull one out, and the rest of the guys turn up like they really kind of haven't been. But that was the one thing I noticed. I'm like, wait a minute, why do all these guys have a lot more field goal, uh, field goal completions than 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 um the guys in Kentucky? So that's what I was looking. At. That's what said to me. So based on just that trend by itself, and just based on record, I'm going with Ohio State in this one, even though I hate saying that because I can't stand that goddamn university with every hmm. fiber of my being. So I'm giving Ohio State this one. Uh, yeah, one of their players this year that uh, I remember last year, Caleb Wesson, was one of the guys that was not a thorn in Michigan side, but I remember them playing, and I was like, yeah, this is their best player, and he's really balled out this year. So, um, But no, I think, I mean, in your case, going by numbers, I mean, that's what should be looking at trends, yeah, and I that's, know. that's and, what maybe, I do too. And so. and maybe, that's, maybe, maybe that, you know, I, I won't say it too. I hope everyone's looking at numbers if they kind of don't know what they're talking about so i've just kind of throwing a dart but i guess i'm just yeah i always just try and find an interesting trend that you kind of don't see on paper it's why i, I advocate for sports reference and those sister websites so goddamn much because they have everything laid out so well i'm able to kind of pick everything out uh, you know when i need to so yeah shout out to those but no i i don't know i i go by that but then sometimes i just strictly go by that my shouldn't gut be the only I... thing you go by but it, the problem is for yeah. me that's the only thing i can go by at the moment and i'm admitting uh, that so like on, honestly though like i know i was kind of messing around with my cincinnati pick but like i just know how it's went in the past and i can see them winning this game just to make it interesting yeah. like who gets the first pick no and I, um, I can see your point i just i just don't think it's this game for that yeah i don't know i just sometimes go with my gut but yeah, anyway um 
We will wrap up that there, and we are going to move on to Zach's thought of the week. What do you got for thought of the week? us? Track of the week. Oh, right? I did it again. Oh my God, I think you're on a streak with it's, this. Dude, it's like four weeks in a row. <laughs> Bro, all right. You want to try again? You want to take two? No, thought of the week, track of the week, who cares? Wait, wait, wait. I'm... I think he wants to take two. I think Tyron needs to redeem himself here. All right, yeah, here we go. All right, ready? Yeah. Roll it back. Right. <laughs> I, I, I back almost want to right now. Spin it back. All right, here we go. All right. Um, so that is going to wrap up our picks for this week. Now we move on to Zach's track of the week. What do you got for us this week? Could have made it a little more natural, but we'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this week I got a uh, drum and bass song. I've been digging the fuck out of drum and bass oh, lately. Really? Um, there's this one guy named... Uh, I, I think it's a duo. I'm not sure if it is or not, but one or two guys. They go by DC Breaks. At the beginning of their one of their mixes, they say, um, if you polish your car to drum and bass... You'll polish it quickly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> no, but uh, so this week, this week's track of the week is called "Only Words" by Fentix. And I will play. And let's let's uh, roll that clip. say i'm usually uh a tiny bit weird that from some of your picks sometimes i fuck with this one heavy. <laughs> like i'm with like this that. one heavy yeah i like it though I'm dude i'm a, i'm a big drum and bass fan um i tweeted last night and i said uh the no drum more drum and bass before I bed saw that. what were you doing <laughs> i was just listening to it and i was like all right i'm like really hyped up now drum and bass is fast <laughs> like <laughs> it's 3 a.m <laughs> oh boy you know, i think it was like I think it was like 12.30 or 1, but yeah, I was like ready to go to bed, and then I heard German bass. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, he's going to go break <laughs> like, through a wall. It's like I just drank a Red Bull or something. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense now. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, and what is actually, happening? They've actually included a lot of German bass in uh in Forza, especially. Yeah, I think yeah. that's kind of what got me back into yeah. it, because it mm-hmm. just plays so much in that game. You've been grinding Forza? And then... Yeah, yeah dude, I've, I've been playing them. Forza Horizon lately. Oh, wow. The newest one, Forza Horizon 4. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then... um. And then Rocket League has a surprising amount of EDM, especially drum and bass and house. Well, they have a a a uh, partnership with Monster Cat. Um, so Monster Cat's been oh shit, I didn't even know that. Yeah, that's awesome. They have a, they have a very they've had it since the beginning of the game, I think. So they Monster Cat actually releases compilation records for Rocket League, and then that's what goes on the soundtrack a lot of the time. So um, they even have like stuff in the in the shop for Rocket League. Mm-hmm. You can get like a Monster Cat flag and stuff like that. So they're they're a very close partnership. And yeah, right. so, and I know they have Dead Mouse on there too. Yeah, so they've got the uh. They've got the Dead Mouse helmet you can get on your yeah. Dead Mouse would stream that game when he actually streamed. Like he, that was one game he played a lot. He actually there's actually a clip um during a show he was just kind of messing around and he put the Rocket League loading screen on the cube and he was like I swear to God I will figure out how to play Rocket League on this thing one day in the middle of the show. <laughs> like, it's a really funny clip actually. So he was really into that game for a while. But yeah, they have a really good selection like- of electronic music. He has like a big dark room at his house where he just experiments with his cube. You need to go watch if anybody's interested in it's kind of like a tech nerd but is just interested in Dead Mouse, go look up um his house tour um that Linus Tech Tips did. 
um you get a tour of his studio and basically his house and where he does um all of his gaming and streaming and stuff like that it's insanely cool i actually used it for a, uh, a report i did a report on my music in my music class about him and i used that video I really he's very talented i've never gotten to see him live unfortunately yeah. and go but, watch uh, he streams on the bucket list for sure he hasn't been streaming recently but he's been streaming for a long time so you can find him making a lot of his hits like um he, there's a lot of clips of him making the velt monophobia stuff like that so go check that out if you're interested in that kind of thing oh yeah let's, drum and bass let's go before we wrap up the show i am going to throw it over to bobby for some unfortunate news in the past week in the nhl um, and just to uh, give him thoughts about the whole Oscar Limblom situation. So, yeah. Bobby, take I it away. Just, I, I wanted to give a quick shout um, because this is this was truly out of nowhere. And um, as a Flyers fan, I, I've been really sad about this, man. I mean, there's there's a lot to this. But in case um, those of you listening are not aware, uh, Oscar Limblom, he's a uh, um, 23-year-old forward uh, for the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, really young kid. Um, he's finally been getting his chance. Really, he's been doing pretty well. Um, been a very, very, very good depth forward for the Flyers. Um, was diagnosed with, I keep saying this wrong, so forgive me if I do it again, but it's uh, Ewing sarcoma, which is a rare form of bone cancer. Um, this comes on the heels when I think he was on concussion protocol and was getting tested, and they, they, they kind of caught this in the midst of all that. Um, the From everything I've heard and read, um, his survival rate is extremely high. I'm getting the assumption that they caught this early, so it sounds like he's gonna yeah, be good hands about this. I was gonna say like kind of a blessing that he, mm. uh, you know, was getting treated because they were able to pick it up. Because otherwise, I mean, you probably aren't picking, you know, if you're not doing tests on other things, no. you aren't just gonna pick this thing up. But like, and and this is the other thing too that people gotta understand: it's an extremely rare cancer, and not only is it an extremely rare cancer, it's extremely rare for people his age. Like it, yeah. it, like it, it happens a lot in children. Um, in, in the cases, in the majority of cases, um, but for twenty three year olds, it's just weird. Um, so he was diagnosed with that. Um, he's out for the rest of the season. Um, at the moment, um, his future is, as I'm sure you can imagine, extremely uncertain. Um, something that was brought up by the hockey guy when he was talking about this on YouTube is that yeah, survivor survivability rate's high, but you never know. There might be the possibility that he has to get something amputated. God, God forbid, or or something yeah. along those lines. Um, you never know. It, 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 there's a lot going on with him, and there's been um, a lot of great um, outpouring of, of support and and um, affection from the hockey community at large, and a lot of the Philly sports teams. Like you even saw, you know, Pittsburgh Penguins tweeting out Oscar Strong, and 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 everybody else. A lot yeah. of people in the NHL. They had a game in Minnesota a couple of days after the uh, diagnosis was announced, and they had a, a nice little screen and and show of support for Oscar Lindblom. Because at the end of the day, man, I mean, look, hockey's just a game. Hockey, you know, there, some things are bigger than the hockey, and this is one of them. You have a young kid, 23 years old, um, getting cancer, and cancer is no joke, man. I mean, it's just, it just, yeah, it, it's terrible thing to to witness. Um, so I, I just wanted to give him a a a shout out here, even though he'll probably never see it. Um, <laughs> but from from somebody who has admired what he's done as a flyer, and from what I've read, he's apparently just an outstanding dude. Um, just at, off the ice, you know, just just he's that guy. And um, I really just want to give him a shout on that. You know, we're all rooting for you here. Um, you know, I really hope you beat the fuck out of this. I really do. Um, I, I think you have the courage and I think you have the mentality to, 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 to be as strong as you possibly can be and beat this thing. Um, so we're all Oscar strong. We're all behind you and fuck cancer. Very fuck well said. Cancer. And yes, best wishes to Oscar. And 
everybody in the Flyers organization because I know definitely not an easy thing to deal no, with. Um, you saw it in the past couple of games. I mean, I say that as they're currently beating shit out of Buffalo, but um, yeah, I was gonna say yeah. it's like six nothing. Yeah, so, I mean, but it, it, um, it was definitely hurting everybody. I mean, you saw Claude Giroux getting choked up. It, it's not, it's not fun, man. I mean, it just it hurts yeah. everybody. Sorry to um, end on a somber note, but I really no. That, I was gonna out. say no, definitely. Um, but with that, we are gonna end the podcast. Um, this has been episode 44. We'll be back next week for episode 45 at some point. Or actually, we might not be. I just realized it's Christmas, Christmas. Next week. It is Christmas. Holy next fuck. Week. <laughs> I like literally, I, yo, I legit forgot about that. Okay, so we will actually keep you posted. Uh, if you would like to follow us on Twitter, where we basically tweet everything, and uh, Brendy mm-hmm. and myself, I will say, I've been doing a really good job on there uh, at Complain Network. Um, but yeah, Jesus Christ, it's so weird. Christmas yeah. is literally, I think, Christmas what six days and away. And if you don't, it if you don't celebrate Christmas, enjoy your day off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, honestly, <laughs> happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Yes. I think Hanukkah starts today or like the next couple of days. And yes, yeah. I forget when. Um, but yeah, happy holidays, to everybody. Um. So again, we will let you know about that. Um, but again, a lot of stuff in the works for this upcoming episode. So on that note, we will end it. This has been episode 44 of the podcast. We hope to see you next time for episode 45. But until then, thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.